Hello and welcome to Franchise Me. I am Ryan. And I'm Andrew. And this is the show where two friends go on a journey to find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week we'll talk about a film or films in a series, breaking them down and seeing if they are truly worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish different series, we will compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is truly the best. This week we push the pedal to the metal as we break down the fifth entry in the Fast and Furious franchise, Fast Five. Oh man, this is a treat for us because <laughs> this is the one we've been waiting for. When we started this and we started doing the Fast and Furious movies, yes. we both said to each other, I just kind of want to go to five. We kind of just want to go to five. <laughs> We're like, because we've seen this in theaters. You and I saw this in theaters together yep. Yep. when it came out. And we have such fond memories of that time. <laughs> and when we started this series, we thought to ourselves, okay, this is going to be interesting because we haven't seen the first four, but we know five is good. <laughs> and we really want to get there because that's the one we want to watch. In many ways, I mean, if you really wanted to, you could just kind of start here. If you really want to experience the film, and this was our our first time experiencing the film with this backstory. Right. We have now met all these characters. We've seen where they've gone through, where they've come from. Right. And now we're seeing them come together. Yes. And I think that that makes it even better. Yes. But if you really wanted to, just we want to watch a dumb action movie... Kind of a good option for that. This is really, yeah, you really could just start the Fast Saga, as it, as it's known, right with this one, which is kind of crazy to think about because there's literally four <laughs> previous movies to this. And I, if you really just wanted to start, you could just not watch any of them and then go right to five and it's all good. Well, you get enough information in this movie of kind of what happened. I mean, what start... happened, who the characters are, all of that. Yeah, because it starts right where the fourth one left off. So you're yes. getting the ending of the fourth one. You don't need to see the fourth one. Mm -hmm. And you are, the, and through the news reports in the opening of the movie, you, you learn who these people are, what's going on, and where they come from, and through their interactions. And, and they basically, when they're in, reintroducing the characters, they say, like, here's this person. Yep. He, we did this together. Here's this person. We did this together. Yes. So you kind of, and again, when we saw this, that was our experience. I wasn't confused in the theaters because I was like, okay, they must know each other. <laughs> we you know? were not confused. We just sat down and we were like, okay, let's see what happens. And we loved it. This is so much fun. I mean, before we even talk about this movie, do you want to just like, touch on our theater experience like because i know for both of us it's probably one of our favorite theater experiences we've ever had yeah i mean and i think it would just be interesting to talk about because with the pandemic going on a lot of people aren't really in theaters anymore and i think you know maybe just talking about will make people want to go back to a theater or something because we had such a great time with it absolutely basically uh this movie was released in america on april 29 2011 mm -hmm. so i believe that day Yes. I believe it was opening night. Yes, it was. We went we went to the movie theaters. Uh-huh. We were, had plans to see something else. Yes. I believe it was Arthur starring Russell Brand. Russell Brand was very big at that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, mostly we just wanted to go out. Yes. It was me, you, and, and another one of our friends. Yes. Hey, let's go see this movie. It's a comedy. We get in there. Hey, they're not showing it anymore. It's been in theaters too long. It's gone. Right. We need to figure out something else to watch. There's a giant... I just remember this giant sign of the rock. <laughs> just, yes. <laughs> this giant cut out of the rock. Yes. And we're like, or poster of the rock. We're like, I guess we can go see this. Yeah, we're like, oh, Fast Five. This looks interesting. <laughs> There's the rock. We gotta yeah. go. And I was really big in wrestling at the time. Or yes, I had yes. just gotten back into wrestling at the time. And I'm like, let me check this out. Right. And we went. We walked in there. And it was just a bunch of people. It was like, kind of be like a sold-out theater. It was a sold-out theater. I mean, it was... Like, we sat down, and I remember looking back where there was all of these people, yeah. and I was like, wow, this is a really... That, that was the first thing for me where I went, this is a really popular franchise, and yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like I said, like, 
my experience with this franchise before is I had technically seen Tokyo Drift in yeah. high school in a math class. The place to see Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really my experience. And I remember a couple people talking about them. So I knew like people liked them, but mm-hmm. I thought they were pretty like niche, like audience. Right, right. You know, kind of like a fan base. Yeah. And apparently, no, like it's just a whole bunch of people. It is a whole bunch of people. I mean, I was not expecting it. But we, we get into this movie. We're sitting there. And um, these people are thrilled to be there. Thrilled. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like to, to even set the scene, it was a raucous crowd. Yeah. I mean, raucous crowd. I remember just waiting for the movie to start and they're already cheering and they're, they're cheering. And, I couldn't, like, that was the first time I experienced cheering in a yeah. movie theater. And I had seen the prequel Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. There was no cheering when I went to those movies. Fast Five is the first movie that I went to where people were clapping their hands. They were cheering. They were going, yeah! They they were were so pumped. Multiple people, you know, were yelling out. Because sometimes in the theaters you get, like, one person who, like, Mm -hmm. is kind of vocal or whatever. But... It just just the environment that night was just, you can do whatever you want here. It was electric, man. And and a lot of times people do find that annoying in the movie theaters and right. I probably would too for certain movies but this is a type of movie that is perfect for this that. This is not that type of movie. Yeah, this, this is the movie to do it. Yeah, it's not dialogue driven so if people are cheering you're not really going to miss anything, right? right? right. It's, it's, just, it's almost like a stunt show. Yes. Like, you, you know, you want to see the action sequences, you want to see the, the good looking girls, even, hey, even the good looking guys. Yeah, even the you good know, looking guys. You want to see things blow up. You want to see the fight sequences, yeah. you want to hear the one liners. I mean, and it was every little thing. I mean, they were cheering and they were every car race every everything yes, was yes. just an event for, for everybody there yes. and i remember even though again we had you know us and the person we were with really didn't have experience you know with this franchise yeah. but we were just sucked in we were sucked like, in i mean it was so much fun like this is why this movie stands out to me so much and why we wanted to get to it so badly because we had such a great experience in the movie theater I, and I hadn't seen this since we saw it in the movie theater because I just it was so special to me. I was like, this was so much fun. You almost like, don't want to ruin it. You don't want to ruin it because it was so much fun. And I was like, I, I cannot wait to like watch this movie kind of on my own after all these years now. I mean, it, it, literally a decade later and I'm re-watching this movie for the first time. <laughs> And I, I just, man, that was such a such a fun, fun experience. And I, I think I just want to point out the one moment, because we're going to reference it later. But the one moment that really stood out to me, th- there is a scene in this movie where it is Han and Giselle, mm-hmm. and they're at a beach. They need to get a fingerprint off of the bad guy. Yep. And uh, I'll just say this as nicely as I can. Gis- uh, Giselle, who is played by Gail Godot, has this moment where she has to drop her robe and she is uh, in a bathing suit. Yep. And the camera pans down to her lower region, we'll say. You see the whole body you see shot. Her back. They're, they're showing it's, off everything. They're showing off everything. The camera pans to her back and pans down to the lower region and focuses in on that lower half a little bit. And when it pans down, there was, I imagine, a young man in the audience. It was a gentleman in the a, audience. There was a gentleman in the audience. And he yells out, Daddy! <laughs> and... <laughs> was so fun it just um, shows that the fun that these people are having and the experience they're having and yes like maybe that story you know in 2021 doesn't you know hold up as well maybe sure. maybe, maybe it's a little bit more you know and not necessarily offensive because they they know like in J- justin Lin and gal gadot they know what they're doing right but it in a way you know Yes, is is it a little too much? You know, we we right. we we've, we've talked about a little bit of the use of women, sure. You know, in this franchise, absolutely, and especially like when it comes to the second one, we we kind of put down the movie for using like terms like oasis and kind of like 
yeah. really sexualizing women, especially yes. because yes. in that movie, they really didn't, no offense to Eva Mendez or anybody else in that movie, they really didn't have extremely strong female presence. Absolutely. Character-wise in the right. movies. And I think that that really plays badly to kind of use those terms and stuff like that while not representing the other side of that. Where here, you know, yes, she is, or, yes. you know, they are yes. focusing on her body, but she's using it to one-up, you know, not only Han, but the criminal and everybody. She's using yes. what she has, yes. you know, in a way, it is, you know, it might not age gracefully, but in a way, it is almost kind of oddly empowering, yeah. you know, that yeah. she is kind of, you know, she knows how to manipulate these people, and she knows how to work around it, well, and I, that's kind I, of what her, I, one of her major skills is. Right. I, I feel like that that's a really important word you just threw out, too, like empowering. I feel like that's one, you know, that's a really important word to use here, because you're right. It, it can be viewed as maybe not aging well, as maybe a little over-sexualized, for sure, mm-hmm. but I really think in the context of the film, it works, where... It's kind of like, yeah, she is using her power to get this thing to pull off this job. Yes. Because spoiler alert, they're gonna rob this guy blind. Yeah. And it's you know, it's 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 an it's almost like a necessary thing but to It's something that none of the other people on the team can do. It's right? Not, yes. the, you know, they Han can't do this. As much as we all wanna see Han <laughs> drop his robe and just have, you know, oh the speedo. Oh, <laughs> We're big fans of Han here, and I think that would be, you know, for you and I, that's the dream. Absolutely, but we're not going to get that, so yeah. we have to, we have to deal with, uh, we have to deal with Gal Gadot, and that's, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. It is, you know, it is her kind of weaponizing this, and she's not, she's not going up to him, and she's not doing a strip tease. She's right. not grinding on him. Oh, she we, casually guess, goes we, up to him, sits down, and and just has a conversation, and but. They need the handprint, and right. she get, she gets the handprint. She gets the handprint, and it's funny. I feel like other movie, the previous ones would have handled that differently. We kind of touched on this with the second one. There is literally a shot in Too Fast, Too Furious of a woman getting out of a pool, and yeah. it is essentially. I mean, it is. I basically consider it nudity. Yeah. Like she is technically wearing a bathing suit, but you can't see the you bathing can't suit. See. <laughs> you know, really gratuitous. And like I was telling people that we were watching these movies. And, you know, they were asking if I was recommending them. And I said, you know, if you do want to go into this, just know that, you know, there are some kind of dated uses of women and shots of women, you know, especially in the earlier movies. Absolutely. And to kind of just know that going in and try not to let that define the franchise for you. Right, So, but yeah, just that environment and those people. And like I said, this isn't something that, when you know, when I'm going into, you know, a really important movie or something, you know, kind of dramatic or whatever. I don't want an audience that's going to be screaming, hooting, hooting and hollering. Right. But this is almost like being at a sporting event. Yes. You know, just like it. And, and it's just fun. And, you know, you kind of know what you're getting into. Or yes. we do now. We do. You know? Now we do. Yeah, now we're aware. <laughs> you know, when you go to one of these movies and kind of, you know, that experience. Because these people want to see the ridiculousness. They want to see the racing. And they want to see the action. Yes. And they want to yes. see, you know... The comedy and everything like that. And they just want to see these people interact. And it just was a really great environment to watch this film in. And this film, like you mentioned, holds a very special place in my heart because of that. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, so I I, I just thought it would be fun to talk about the theater experience right off the top. (laughs) So people, I don't know, you know, I just feel like, you know, not a lot of people are going to theaters as much now. And I just wanted to, you know, put it out there and remind people of what's so special about it. In this time of like the drought of movie theaters, it is nice to kind of reminisce what that was like. 
I know in the really big height of COVID and everything, people were sharing like the clips from like the Avengers Endgame, you know, oh, uh, theater yeah, experiences yeah. and everything like that. And it's it's just really nice to yeah, see that. It's stuff. nice to see it. So um, cool. We can get into the movie now. Like I said, a release date. Uh, released in America on April 29, 2011. Uh, directed by Justin Lin once again. This yes. is his third entry into this uh, this film series. Uh, written by Chris Morgan. Again, his third entry into this film yeah, series. Yeah, these guys like working together. They seem to be, yeah. And I, I know, um, like I did last week and like I'll do this week. I did watch this movie with commentary on, yes. the, on the DVD. Mm-hmm. And Justin Lin uh, did mention that on this one more than the other two, he did kind of work with Chris. He kind of got him uh, with Chris Morgan. He kind of got him, you know, with him while they went over a lot of stuff. And I think even even when they were filming and stuff versus before, it was kind of like, here's the script. Let me film it. Okay, cool. Right, um, right. So they, like, actually, they actually got together and discussed yeah, well, I'm sure that they interacted about everything before. But, like, right. more so than ever before, I think he was kind of saying. Nice. And uh, cool. as ridiculous as this may sound, because this is such a ridiculous, fun movie, I really kind of give credit to Chris Morgan more than any of his other work on the series because right. he finally is understanding what this series is about. Yeah. I think he did a good job with the other two movies and, you know, right. the story, but right. it's a little bit boring, a little bit more dramatic, a little bit whatever. He's really kind of like, hey, this isn't about the drama of it or or we don't need to slow the movie down to have these dramatic scenes. Mm-hmm. We can have dramatic scenes and even emotional scenes while having these really big, super high Moments of incredible action and set pieces and well, stuff. Well, I'm wondering if it's because he was let off his reign a little bit. Like, I'm wondering if, you know, even before Justin really started meeting up with him, I'm curious if the studio had more of a, uh, an input on his script. So it maybe he was just turning in these decent scripts, not great scripts, mm-hmm. where, you know, I think we're agreed the writing on those previous two movies weren't great. So yep. it was, they were decent scripts, but they weren't great. Where this one, it really just feels like he's just let off the leash. Again, the, the dialogue is much more bearable in this movie. Like, yeah. there's there's funny one-liners, there's good one-liners, it, um, there's, there's big action sequences. I mean, he just... He, he, he's off the leash and it works. It really, really works this time. It is absolutely the best written movie in this entire franchise I agree. so far. I agree. Uh, like you said, even the dialogue in their interactions between the people, the characters, works so much better. And we can talk about that a little bit more as we go into our cast. Yes. So this movie stars Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto, Paul Walker as Brian O'Connor, mm. Jordana Brewster as Mia Toretto, and we're bringing back the crew, the supporting cast from the previous yeah. four movies. We get Tyrese Gibson is back as Roman Pierce, yeah. Chris Ludicus Bridges as Tej Parker. Yeah. We get Matt Schultz as Vince back yeah. from the first movie. Sung Kong as Han Lu. Yeah. We get an introduction of Dwayne The Rock Johnson yes. as Luke Hobbs. Gal Gadot comes back as Giselle Yashar. Joaquin de Almeida as Hernan Reyes. Yeah. Elsa Pataki as Elena Neves. Yeah. And featuring Tego Calderon and Don Omar back as Leo and Santos. Oh man, they're so good. And even a cameo from Eva Mendez returning as Monica Fuentes. Yeah. What do we think of this returning cast? God, man. This is the movie we wanted. I keep saying it. It's the movie we wanted. This is what we wanted to get to. We wanted the casts merged. We wanted everybody back. We wanted to see everybody interacting with each other. And we get that. And man, do they interact with each other well. I mean, this movie is just like everyone gels so well together. Like when you're seeing them planning this heist together, you're just... It's so, like, reminiscent to me of, like, Ocean's Eleven, where you have this insane cast, and they're all just, you know, they're they're, they're just planning things, and you can tell that they 
like being around each other like that's the other thing like it doesn't seem like anybody in the cast dislikes each other really like you can kind of tell they're just really enjoying shooting this movie and it's so much fun and the dialogue is fun they get great character moments too like it feels like everybody gets a really good moment and you know who these people are which speaks to your point earlier of you saying oh you don't even have to watch the previous ones you can learn everything about these characters through this movie. Yeah. And it just works. I mean, everyone's so good. It's so much fun. I just love, I, I, I loved it so much. I was just like, I, you know, the moment, and it's funny because they're not really in the movie until like 40 minutes in, 45 mm -hmm. minutes in, when, great line, they do the classic like, we need a team. And you go, yeah, you do! <laughs> yeah, you need a team! <laughs> go get them! <laughs> And, it, and they're breaking down. Who do we need? We need a chameleon. And you're like, yeah! You're like, yeah, you need a chameleon. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, you need that chameleon. Get another one. We need, you know, we need, we need a tech guy. We need a, you know, a muscle guy. Yeah, and like, just, yeah. and each one, they walk in, they walk in, they walk in. And you're just going, oh my God, this is so much fun. It's, it's such a great montage of just like introducing what each role is going to be for these guys. And they, oh man. And it's the perfect meshing of all of these movies together. It's yeah. finally bringing together these four previous films where we're like, you know, people are like, how are these even connected? Fast Five is how they're connected. Yep. This is where they connect. And this is where they just, they go all out and they make it so much fun. Yeah. These characters are back and they're, I think every single character in, uh, that's in this movie is better than they previously were. Oh. They're written better than they previously mm -hmm. were. And the actors, every single performance in this movie is nailing the characters. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, especially these side characters, you know, the Romans and the Tejas and the Hans yes. and the Giselles, they don't have really that much to do if you really look at it. Like you mentioned, they come in late into the movie, but they're really using this time that they have and really standing out with it. Yes. And just the little sequences and the interactions between them. Yeah. And just really, I think, strong and charismatic performances yes. from everybody. Yes. Every single person in this movie is better than they were previously. I completely agree. <laughs> and and just, I mean, from the main cast down. It's just, it's such an electric cast. Like you said, you're, you're fist pumping in the air when yes. they're coming back. It's just so <laughs> it, much Fun. It's so much fun. Previously, we were talking about how all these previous movies were going. Oh, this is a this is a Brian movie. This is a Vin. D this is a Dom movie. A Vin Diesel movie. It's these types of movies. This is the first one where maybe again for like the first forty minutes, it is a Dom and Brian movie. But then once everybody comes in, the, the focus shifts from those two and it focuses on the team it's a crew it's, movie it's a crew movie yeah it moves to a crew movie almost seamlessly and you're like oh my god this is it this isn't just dom and brian anymore yeah. this is a crew movie and everybody has a role to play and you don't feel like you're getting more of one character than the other you just feel like you're seeing everybody do what they're yep. supposed to do they're planning a heist they're executing the heist. it's just you're like this is absolutely wild yeah. It's um, almost selfless selfless of the actors yes. because they're letting each other shine. They're setting each other up. Like you can really feel the the friendship. Like the, from what I understand, a lot of these people, you know, 
like we mentioned before, Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, really good friends in, yes. in real life. Yep. Tyrese Gibson and Paul Walker, really good friends in real life. Yes. You really believe and you feel that friendship between these actors, yes. every single person here. Yes. And and the chemistry between them. And it feels like, okay, this is his this is Tyrese's moment to shine, so I'm gonna sit back and set him up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and he really nails it out of the park. Or this yeah. is this is Ludacris's moment and we're coming back and we're setting it up. Every single person, the jokes work. Everybody is is interacting so well. Everybody, this movie feels like, I feel like the positivity coming off my screen because everybody's working together to kind of help each other out. And every, like, I cannot emphasize enough. We've been talking about performances and, you know, we say like, oh, Brian or or Paul Walker in the first movie was a little weaker, you know, not as confident. Or, Or Vin Diesel in the fourth movie, a little too serious. Yeah. Every single person, all those problems are solved. Every single person has upped their game. They know what they're doing. Every single thing, almost every scene has a standout performance from yes. everybody. It's a ridiculous situation. There's ridiculous stuff happening, but the characters do kind of feel real. And there are some emotional moments yes. in this movie. There still. are real emotional moments still. I just want to shift quick too. I mean, we're talking so much about the crew. Let's talk about the new entrant yep. into this franchise, who is, uh, I wouldn't say the villain. He's an antagonist. He's an antagonist. And but he turns into kind of a member of the crew or towards an ally, the end, yep. or an ally of the crew. Um, this is the first movie featuring uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He joins the franchise in Fast Five. Man, is he good in this film? And 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 he gets the only f bomb. Yes, he gets the only f bomb. Yep. And man, does he kill it? Yep. I was like, wow, he really, really delivers that line. Even in our own personal lives, we've talked about like. The use of an F-bomb in a PG-13 movie, yes. right? And how, if you use it right, it's perfect. Sometimes, you know, it's a little weaker. You know, you don't want to just throw it out, right? Yes. You don't want somebody to just say, well, F you, or whatever, right? Right, right. That's kind of lame, it's right? Weak. Yeah, it's weak. There are ways to kind of creatively use it, really create a kind of a great moment with the use of that. And he talks about in the commentary that he kind of feels a lot of the same way about that. He wants to make sure it's a powerful moment, a right. great moment. And the the way The Rock uses it, get the F out of my way, yeah. is just fantastic. Yeah, it's really, really well done. It sets up his character. Yeah. It absolutely sets up his character. And you, by the time that introduction is done, I think it's like 20 minutes in the movie, yeah. he comes in, right? By the That's got to be, what, a three-minute scene at most? It's literally a three-minute scene of him. Yeah. And by the time it's done, you know who he is, you know how he is, yes. you know how he functions... Fantastic. Fantastic. You like you know he is here to hunt these guys down, and you know that he is probably the best at what he does. There's no doubt that this guy is the best at what he does. Hobbs is the best. There's nobody else that's gonna do this right. It's him. And that scene sets it up so well. Because you're right, it's three minutes. It's yeah. literally a three-minute scene. And by the end of the three minutes, you're, you're gripping your seat, going, Oh my god, I can't wait for him to like clash with these guys like he's really uh yeah like he he's he's dead set on getting these he guys is so intimidating yes he's in you're, you're almost scared of him but you're like he's almost he's so charismatic because the rock is so charismatic yes do so you want to see more of him he has so many like quick little snips like you don't even notice like yeah. when the guys i got good news and bad news you know i like my dessert first yeah. you know and then he gives it <laughs> and he goes all right now give me the veggies like i'm yeah. like i love oh, that's man. hilarious he's so fun he, it's a fun <laughs> fun character like you don't really think of like 
I mean, I think now we do. We think of The Rock as kind of like this really... Like, he can play really fun characters. Mm -hmm. This is the first time where I think we really see him play a fun, interesting character. Well, that, that's what he does. You know, we both of us kind of, you know, were really familiar with him when he was wrestling yeah. in the, the 90s and early 2000s yep. and stuff. And we saw that. If you if you watched wrestling back then or if you watch the clips now, yeah. you really saw that in his character. He knew how to work an audience oh, and yeah. he knew how to build those moments. He's the most electrifying and, man in sports entertainment. <laughs> you kind of lose that with some of, like, he's just going into straight comedy and he's doing jokes for the sake of doing jokes. And he's not as, you know, not putting down his other movies. He's not as charismatic. Right, right, right. He's... He is just trying to kind of be this generic action star. Yeah. You know, he's trying to... And he also, you know, personally, he's trying to separate himself from the wrestler, you know, from yeah. The Rock. You know, he went as Dwayne Johnson. He didn't go as Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Right, right. He didn't want anybody to call him that anymore. He yeah. kind of tried to move on with his life. He was trying to show another side of himself. Yeah. And yeah. I think what he learned he had to do is he had to kind of embrace that. And you really do feel like, in a way, I do feel like I'm watching that late 90s, early 2000s rock yeah from you know the wwf and his interactions and his charisma is really shining through yeah because he when he was a wrestler you know whether he was a, a face a good guy or a heel a villain you know you loved watching him yeah and you could be scared of him or you could be laughing at him yeah you know you and do both and at the same time literally yes. at the same yes. time and you get that here you really get that here. He's really using that in such just such an amazing way. Hobbs is an intimidating, like you said. He's you believe that if anybody can catch this crew, it's Hobbs. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not uh the guy from the fourth movie or you know anybody from the first movie or yeah. anything like yeah. that. It's Hobbs. It's Hobbs. He's gonna mess these guys up. Yes. He's going to get them and he is going to put them away. That is his goal. That is his mission. And yeah, you're right. I mean, even speaking to like um, his wrestling persona, even now, like as you're right, he went into acting when he started acting, he wanted to be known as Dwayne Johnson. But now, more days, I see him really embracing both sides of himself. Mm -hmm. I see him more now going by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Like he seems to finally accept that The Rock is just always going to be a part of his persona. And it's something that he can still tune into with his acting. And I think in a way, The Rock, whether that persona, however he feels about it, which I think he has embraced it now, that is what makes, in a way, his acting really great because he is able to mesh The Rock and Dwayne Johnson together and make these really great characters. Yep. And Hobbs is really... It's one of his best. Yeah. I mean, if you ask me right now, oh, what's one of The Rock's best roles? I will tell you Hobbs straight up. Yep. That's how much I like this character. Yeah. No, absolutely. I don't want to get sidetracked on the Dwayne The Rock Johnson stuff, right. but that definitely seems like publicists right. giving him some bad advice. Like, yeah. oh, you know, you wanted to make a name for yourself. You want to distance yourself from this. But I think he learned that he really needs to embrace that side, like you said. Right. And when he does that, he became way more popular, way more successful. And not saying he wasn't successful before, right. but right. he's getting way better roles. He all of a sudden went from like being in the game plan or the tooth fairy to being in these, you know, some of the highest grossing movies of the year of all time. You know right, what I mean? Right. So I mean, if you look, I mean, literally, I mean, he's probably one of the highest grossing actors and probably had the greatest rise of the 2010s. Mm -hmm. I mean, The Rock before 2010 was, again, he's popular, but he wasn't like in any franchises. He wasn't making anything that like, people were going out to see. Yeah. 
the 20, 2010s rock, it's incredible to watch that trajectory of going from, and it starts with this movie. Yeah. It starts with Fast Five, and you see him just a meteoric rise. It's a meteoric rise. But do you know what he does right before this movie? He comes back to the WWE for the first time in years. Wow. So that's what I mean. I think that that is definitely, he is, you know, with this role and kind of, taking this step towards his future, right. he is embracing his past yes. and who he is. He's learned that he can no longer deny, you know, who he is and and, and where he's come from and yes. stuff. Yes. And, I, and, and I just kind of feel like during that period of like, oh, the mid to late 2000s, that's kind of what he was trying to do to, to reinvent himself as like the new Arnold Schwarzenegger right. or Stallone. Right. But that's not who he is. He's the rock. And he, he needs to be the rock. He has to. So. And that's what brings him success. Yeah. we I could talk hours on we the could. rock. We could. We <laughs> could. I don't want to get sidetracked. I just wanted to focus on him because yeah. he is a major addition to this yeah. cast. Let's talk about the villain. Okay. Yeah. Let's. We have Hernan Reyes. He is the the full on villain. Okay. He's the full villain. You He's mentioned not... Hobbs is kind of an antagonist. Yes. This is the actual villain. Yes. Uh, what do you think? I liked him a lot. Um, he's like a scuzzy businessman, mafia, whatever he is, kind of guy. And all I got from him because it, it feels like it doesn't focus on him too much. You know, you're not getting a bunch of scenes with this villain, which I really liked because I think previous movies they kind of try to focus on the villain too much and they give them all these scenes to show them how evil you, they are. In this one, you kind of just get the vibe. Like, after a certain amount of time, I went, yeah, I want to see this guy get robbed. Like, <laughs> he's not he's not a good person and I want to see him get robbed. I want them to steal his money because this guy is just, he is scuzzy, he's a snake, and I want to see him get robbed. What I liked about it is that there's not a lot of, there's well, there's no, there's basically no build-up to this villain. Yes. Right? He just walks into the scene. Yes. Right? They, they don't, oh, you know, the FBI needs you to take down this guy. There's none of that. There's none of... There's no mission. You know, no, there's no mission. It's just, you know, the, they're on the run. They're trying to do a job to make a little bit of money. Yeah. Because of that, they kind of cross the path of this guy. Yep. And they get on his bad side. And they know that if they don't do something, he's going to try and come after them. So yes. why don't we go after him first? Mm-hmm. Take him down. And he does have kind of this great presence I think he's the best villain in the franchise so far. Oh, I agree. No, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, as far as like being the most interesting, this guy's it. Yeah, because he does what... And again, we are... Here we are again, another drug dealer, right? Yes, Basically, yes. <laughs> or another drug kingpin or whatever, right, right? right? We had it in two, we had it in four, now we had it in five. Yeah. And, and nothing against those characters in two and four, but he does what they were trying to do so much better. Ugh. I believe that this guy is people are scared of this guy. Yeah. He's not trying to be the muscle. He doesn't need to be that. He has that henchman yes. that kind of takes care of all that. And he's scary. He yeah. he is scary. You do believe that, you know, these odds that are against this team, you know, can they really pull it off? How are they going to get it done? Yeah. You know, and you when when the time comes for them to be scared or or nervous about pulling off this heist, uh, you believe that why they're scared. You 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 really believe that you know there may they, this may not work at, at times. Yeah, he is a dangerous person mm-hmm. without having to be the muscle. Yeah, like you just he plays that role of just a dangerous drug kingpin in the way that like he has all of this stuff around. He has all of these henchmen around him that will handle things. He controls so many things. He's pulling so many strings and that's what makes him dangerous. He's intelligent. That's what makes him dangerous. When he takes all of his money 
and he puts it in the police station? In the police station. What a powerful vault. move. What, like, do you know how many strings you have to pull? Like, <laughs> this guy bought the police where he was like, yeah, I'm going to buy the police hat so I can put my vault in there. And, I mean, even just, like, the layers they have to, you know, I mean, even outside of it being in a police vault, they need the fingerprint. They need to get the vault out of the police station. That's a whole thing. Like, I'm like, you're, you're like, how are they going to do this? And they do it. And, boy, does it lead to a great scene. We'll get to that. But um, <laughs> it's, like, it, it, it's just, like, incredible, like, the amount of villainy this guy has in him. He He's a real living, breathing person. Like, I believe that this guy exists. Yeah. That's what's different. Like, He's not over the top. Like, I think one of the biggest problems, you know, I mean, we talked about, like, Too Fast, Too Furious, that villain, very over the top. Even the other, even three, very over the top. This guy was believable. Like, I could believe this guy is walking around the earth right now. Well, we know know people like this guy exist. Yes. We know that somebody like this exists, and that's what makes it scary. You're right. I mean, he really has a presence to him. He mm-hmm. has a presence to him and he's intimidating. And he's a really talented actor. I'm not really familiar with any of his work, but I know he's kind of, from what um, Justin Lim was saying on the commentary, mm-hmm. he, you know, has had a, kind of a really good career and done a lot of stuff. Yeah. And no, it's it's a really intimidating performance. He is serious in a manner that's still entertaining. Yes. He's not boring. Yes. A lot of the stuff with Braga in the fourth one, I thought was kind of boring. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this guy is, he's not over the top like the second one. Mm-hmm. He's not overly serious like the fourth one. He yes. really finds that line and he walks it. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, really cool. Uh, another new entrance into this um, franchise I do want to mention, because mm. she does come back, yeah. is Elsa Pataki as Elena Neves, yeah. who is The Rock's right-hand yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically. He picks her for different reasons. And I think she gives a, a pretty good performance. She, again, she doesn't have a lot to do. Justin Lin talks in the commentary because this is such a big ensemble cast. Right. You know, you do have to have these small moments. Right. But even in the little bit of moments she has, she has a really nice scene with Dom in her apartment yeah. about her husband and why she wants to be a cop and stuff. Right. I think she really nails it. I think she does a good job too. I mean, like you said, there's not she doesn't do a lot, but where doesn't have a lot to do but she is very very good in the role and you know she ends up becoming one of the allies later on you know she ends up she starts out kind of like the well you don't really believe that she is an antagonist even when she's introduced like you kind of get the vibe that maybe there's something else going on there whereas you know that's kind of the opposite with the rock he walks in and you're like this guy's an antagonist with Mm -hmm. her she kind of is introduced and you kind of don't buy that she's an antagonist immediately you're like Okay, she's she's incredibly intelligent. She knows the streets of Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. And that's what makes her kind of an asset to him. She mm. knows this country. She knows the city. And she's loyal. And she's loyal. Well, to a point, she's loyal. Well, but yeah, she but is. she's not like she's not dirty. She's you not dirty. I mean? right, yeah, right. She's, right. Not, she's dirty. not a dirty cop. And you see that with when there there's a scene and they're interacting and they're in the garage mm-hmm. after they kind of flush out Dom's crew from their hiding spot. Yeah. And they're there. And there's the kind of really funny scene with the guy. He has to put the car back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's going through the files and she's like, I don't, these guys don't have the profile of somebody who would shoot those officers mm-hmm. on the train. Right. And The Rock just kind of throws the file away. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you are kind of seeing that even though, you know, he is so good at this job, he does have these flaws where she's able to kind of think more clearly. Yes. And be yes. like, hey, I don't think these guys are as dangerous or as uh, as evil as you may think. Right. Um, and also, I, I, I try not to um, define people by who they are married to or whatever, but mm-hmm. do you know who Elsa Pataki is married to? No, I do not. Her husband is Chris Hemsworth. 
Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yep. Wow. That's a that he's what a guy. That's and a that's a man. He was on the set of this film. <laughs> he was there. He was, he there. was just hanging out. Yeah. Was he just hanging out yep. literally? Yeah. Like this was pre Thor then. Yeah, it was right before Thor. He had nothing to do. He was so he's just hanging out he, on set. He was Thor. He he had not oh, debuted he had been, yet. He had not he debuted. Been cast. But he was cast. Yes. So like in 2011, Justin Lin talks about filming this movie and talks about how Chris Hemsworth was on set and he was intimidated because like that, that's Thor over there. Like that's know? so <laughs> funny. That is so funny. Um, that's 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 really great. I mean, you you almost kind of wish he was in the movie. You kind of wish he was there. Yeah. I mean, that's really really cool. I did not know that he was um, on set, but that's. Yeah, that's that's so cool. What a fun fact. I mean, and like right before, like, like literally, he hasn't even debuted as Thor. He's yeah. cast, but he's not debuted. And, you know, as the press was saying at that time, he was a nobody. Yeah. Him and uh, Tom Hiddleston were nobodies. <laughs> so like him kind of being there, it's funny because it's kind of like he, you have to imagine at that time, he's also not really a presence on set. Like people aren't really, you know, taken by him because they're like, oh yeah, okay, there's, there's her husband, Chris, you know, mm-hmm. where he's about to have one of the biggest career moves in his entire life right that's incredible well you know what's funny is that thor one debuted in america on may 6 2011 so his his debut is like a week later a week later so his wife's in this film how was he on set but not filming thor so he had just finished filming thor wow and he goes to the fast five set that's really great (laughs) and he's hanging out yeah that's awesome that's really (laughs) awesome I just think that that was a cool little moment, you know. Yeah, so, that's fantastic. Uh, like I said, I try not to define people by who they're married by, but that right. just was so cool. I mean, that's a cool. That's that's a noteworthy person <laughs> to mention because it's Chris Hemsworth. He's right about the blow up, literally. And you know, he's just hanging out on set, just hanging so. out on a Fast Five set, like hanging out, <laughs> hanging out in Rio de Janeiro, like yeah. And to hear Justin Lin talk about how like he was just intimidated because he's like, "That's Thor over there." That's like, Thor right there. <laughs> that guy's gonna be Thor in a Marvel movie. So. Yeah, there's plenty of people to talk about uh, in this movie and mm-hmm. this cast. Who else do you want to talk about? Are there any other things you really want to hammer home about, you know, character-wise or cast-wise, performance-wise? Leo, Leo and Santos, man. <laughs> Those guys are great. I I really think they need to do a spin I'm going to keep pushing this every week. They need to do a spinoff film. If Justin Lin ever hears this, please, please, Leo and Santos. Fast and Furious presents Leo and Santos. That's all I want. These guys are so fun. Like, how can you not? Like, they're awesome. Like, they're great. They they just they have great chemistry. They bring, like, really great comic relief to this movie. Like, the whole bathroom scene, they walk in. Oh, you use too much explosive. They're arguing the whole time while they're trying to do the job. It's very reminiscent, again, of, like, Ocean's Eleven with um, uh, Casey Affleck's character. And I don't know who the other actor is. I know he was in, like, Hawaii Five-0 or something. But mm-hmm. I don't remember the other actor's name and i apologize but like it's reminiscent of that relationship where you know they're bickering the entire time while they're doing the job it's the same thing here these two are just bickering they're having it's fun to watch they're hilarious together leo and santos bring me (laughs) fast and furious presents leo and santos they i will watch like five spinoffs of that movie they really shined in this movie they do they shine you i know you kind of pinpointed them last week but it's so quick. It's almost it's almost blink and you miss it with yes. them in four. Yes. But with five, they really shine. And and in a movie where everybody shines, to really shine is really incredible. Yes. Our boy Han is back. Our boy Han is back. He has a lot more to do this movie. He's really enjoyable. I mean, he gets a romance, this yep. movie, essentially. He gets a romance with Giselle. It's quick. It's small, but it really works. It they really have works. good chemistry with each other. Yes. It really plays off. And we mentioned before, you know, Gal Gadot... 
not the strongest actress, right? But she right. does have a charisma. She has an, a, a toughness to her. Yes. I meant to mention this last week. Justin Lin mentioned on the commentary for four that, you know, he did choose her because she is intimidating and yes. she could kind of go toe to toe with Vin Diesel. You know, which was believable. Yes, you know, absolutely. she wasn't, you know, you didn't think that she should be like shying away from him or whatever. She wasn't afraid, even in the audition process, she wasn't afraid of Vin Diesel. Right. She which was very, I, yeah. I imagine for a lot of actresses would be. You yeah. know what I mean? And she walks in and is just badass in yeah. your face. Yeah. yeah. So here, again, does have the charisma, yep. does have the chemistry with Han. And it, it's it's really fun to watch. Yeah. The scene at the end, we do get another one of the teases. Now, like I mentioned to you last week, we get another one of the teases. Oh, Tokyo tease. <laughs> where, where should we go? Are we going to go to Tokyo? We'll get there. We'll get there. Eventually. We'll get there eventually. And it's just, look, I really, I liked Han in this movie. I liked Giselle in this movie a lot more than I liked her in uh, the fourth movie. Yeah. Like, she's really, really, she has a lot more to do, yeah. too. I mean, even putting her behind the wheel, she's you know fantastic she's ripping the car around she's going and even as she's driving you know han literally is falling in love with her you know he literally says as she's driving he's like he's like i think i just fell in love he's like i think i'm in love like he's just sold on her he's like yeah he's like i love this woman she's incredible and they do they have great chemistry they really sell it they're both really enjoyable in this movie i like them a lot i like the little callback to han being a smoker because like we mentioned in bitter luck tomorrow he is a smoker they literally talk about it in this movie yeah and uh and yeah. she just calls him out on it. And she calls him out on it. He goes, you, you were a smoker. You're eating all the yeah. time. Like I just love Better Luck Tomorrow. I love any little reference to that yes, movie. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm going to eat them all up. going to eat so. them all up. Um, I also just want to give, uh, yeah, I want to point out to uh, Ludacris, back as Tej. He's really good. Somehow has made the jump to a tech guy, uh, which the, I... <laughs> the one thing I was confused about is he talks about when he when he gets the money, he wants to open a shop. But didn't he have a shop in Too Fast? He did. He did. So, I, but again, we don't know what happened between now I and guess, then. I guess, yeah. I mean, he is this guy who runs all these promotional things. Maybe he lost money. Maybe a race didn't go the way he wanted to yeah. and he lost the shop. I don't know. You know, maybe that's possible. But I, I like the only reference we have to him knowing all this stuff about tech is, I had a life before this. <laughs> I had a life before you knew me. And you're like, oh, okay. So you you played with technology. You know all this stuff about technology. And we're not really going to know what that life was. But I like that he's kind of the tech guy. He's very, very good. I mean, I know it's a leap to go into really go into tech. But like, if you're really familiar with cars and stuff like that, I feel like you kind of have a basic... Right. understanding of you know a lot of different things Absolutely. you know because it, it you, you know it kind of goes into like you know it is a mechanical skill to have yes. to be able to go, be good with cars so i it is believable it does definitely jump to what he's kind of doing later on yeah uh, where he's more of like even a hacker role or whatever yeah, but uh <laughs> but like you know knowing about like safes and stuff like that it, it makes sense yes and i do like again the big thing about all of these characters and again, this is something that we mentioned with four is that Justin Lin really seems to play with the this world continued after you left these people. Yes. Right. And we are seeing these people. And, you know, obviously it hasn't been that long since we since we've seen Giselle. Yeah. Uh, and really Han. But it was so short. Even, it, even it's such, it's such a know. small role. Yeah. But they do feel like they've grown. Every single person here feels like they've grown and they've changed and yeah. they've become better people. Yeah. One specific that we're going to talk about in just a minute really has kind of grown and, and changed as a character. And I love seeing that. That we, we don't need to see every little detail of these people's lives to understand what's going on. Right. Right. We are just 
seeing these little snippets and seeing where they grow. And I love that, you know, clearly Tej and Roman kind of, you know, oh, had this friendship man, oh man. or, uh, you know, some, I guess, interactions, yes, you know, yes. off screen. And they really know each other more because, yeah. like we mentioned when we did Too Fast, Too Furious, they don't really interact that much. Yes. Like, they meet, but they don't really interact that much. Yes. I know Roman Pierce is kind of a lot of people's least favorite character in this franchise. because. Really? Because or a lot more like maybe the critics because he does become kind of like Comic either relief. the yeah and like he's like I mentioned before he's like he's his role is to we have to steal a boat we have to drive a car out of an airplane we have to car, drive a car on a it's, building it's kind of doubt yeah, yeah or like you know kind of like he's screaming I can't believe we're doing this yeah what yeah. are we doing what like he's yeah. kind of like that like that's like that's like his <laughs> that job a, that was a good Roman Pierce <laughs> is, what are we doing <laughs> is to like scream and to be like I'm not doing that. You know, type yeah. of thing. That's ridiculous. But here, he's really funny to me. Yes. Uh, he's really good. I don't agree with those criticisms. That's Everybody has different tastes and that's fine. But I think that he knows what he's doing. Is it kind of one note? Yeah. It is. But it's a good note. Dude, I, I laughed at a lot of his lines. <laughs> like, I laughed at a lot of the moments with him. Like, I, I, I mean, number one, he has the best line in this movie. This is a Mission Impossible. This is Mission Insanity. Like, I don't kidding? really care for that line. I love that line. Are you kidding me? That's great. I'm like, this is fantastic. I think it's the freaking Mission freaking Insanity. I don't like the freaking. Yeah, it the, seems I, a little. See, I dropped the freaking because I didn't even hear it. I just heard this is Mission Insanity. I just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, that's so funny. But he has another really great moment, like just of like physical comedy where. Um, they're like, we need somebody to go into the police station to drop this box, and then everybody looks at him. He's kind of sitting there eating. Then he kind of like lifts his head he like looks around everybody and he doesn't say anything but i laughed really hard because i was like that's really good physical comedy and this guy's not getting the credit he deserves because it's hard to do that like and i i think people aren't giving him credit because that is comedy is is it's hard it's hard and physical comedy without saying anything is hard and he's pulling it off like credit where credit's due roman pierce is funny tyrese gibson is funny in the role he's good even the little scene when he goes into the police station yes. and he's interacting with like first up the female officer and then the male officer and he's cracking the jokes like hey lift the weight how much do you lift yes. 300 400 <laughs> like little things and <laughs> he shows the id yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm brian o'connor brian he says on caucasian that's oh, a tan. Oh, it's a tan. You've never seen this? It's a tan. It's so good. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he has, like, funny moments in this movie where I just laugh. Like, I laughed at all of his moments because I'm like, he's really good. Like, he's funny. Yeah. He's selling this role. And he, like you said, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, he's charismatic and he and he uses it to his advantage. Yes. And I think that the role in anybody else's hands probably doesn't work as well. But... Tyrese Gibson does a good job. Yeah, I really like him. The big one. Yeah. Your boy's back. You hated him in the first movie. Vince oh, is back. yeah. Okay. Let's... This is, a, this is big. This is a big moment. This is a big moment. Big moment. You hated Vince. You've been quoted saying some mean things about Vince. <laughs> What'd you think? I didn't hate him, this movie. I think he redeems himself a lot in this film. I'll give him that. He re- Not I, my favorite character at all. I think the character and the actor both redeem themselves. I think Matt I Schultz... Is doing a much better job. I will agree with you on that front. I think he is much better in this movie. He redeems himself a lot. I, I was, I'm not even saying unnecessarily harsh with the first, I think I was uh, fairly harsh in the first movie on him. He deserved it. But this movie, he is really, really good. He redeems himself. I think 
the character is much more interesting. He is doing more with the role to make Vince more interesting. In a way, he plays the sacrifice role. You know, he, he plays the sacrifice role where he dies, obviously. He's, he's probably not going to be back. I doubt he's ever going to be back. I know they brought Han back, but I think that's going to be a hard no on Matt Schultz. I don't think he'll be back. But he does a lot more with the role, and he's more interesting to me. I enjoyed him more. I I, I will say he redeems himself. That's what yeah. I'll say. Again, I don't. he was not the standout for me in this movie. He was not my favorite character in this movie, but I could bear him more. Yeah. And I think it's because he calmed down more, too. Like, he was more accepting of Brian. And there's even those moments where... You know, you're not even sure if he's good or bad because things are happening right after he joins and people are like, what's going on? Like, and they're blaming him and he's claiming it's not him. And it's not. It's not him. Really, it's not him. Well, it is a good role reversal because he is he is working for Reyes in the beginning of the movie. He is. So, uh, and I love that, like, you know, you get the role reversal of, like, he's so he, he was so judgmental of Brian yes. in the first movie for kind of trying to sell them out and everything. Yeah. And here he's basically he's doing, doing the, the same, same thing to thing. them. And, you know, the scene, the, kind of the stare down with Vin Diesel, yeah. with Dom, and, uh, uh, I wish I didn't see that, and getting in his face and stuff. Yeah. It's a really good moment. Yeah. His interactions, small interactions with Brian and Mia were really nice. And it was really good to see him, you know, kind of have this family. Again... He's in the movie less than anybody else in this movie yes. or any of these other returning characters. But it was really nice to see him. It was really nice to kind of see where he's been and what he's been doing and the kind of the life that he's made for himself. Yes. I really like the continuity of like he's got the scars on his yes. arm from what happened. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool. I'm a sucker for returning characters. Look, I think here's what I'll say. It gives the character of Vince the proper closure. That he needs because when he gets when at the end of the first movie, we just see him get taken off in that helicopter. We don't know what happens to yeah. him. We never hear. We don't hear from him again for three movies. We don't know what happened to Vince after he gets lifted off in that helicopter. Now we know he found his way to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. He's working for Reyes at the beginning. He's doing what he has to. He has a family. Mm-hmm. He has a wife and a kid. He has a family. He's trying to take care of them and he's making money for them. You know, that really comes around at the end, and it's really, really nice, actually. It's actually a really sweet moment at the end of yeah. the movie. But, like, the character is is redeemed. The character yeah. and the actor are redeemed. He gets closure, and that's what's important. It's just nice to see him revisited because he could be such a nothing character if we they, they give yeah. him this moment to kind of, like you said, redeem, but to really just make him more than just this blip on the radar, right? Yes. You know, we have people, you know, we, we've already seen people in this franchise so far that we know we're not going to really see again right yeah. i mean for obvious reasons jesse in the first movie he didn't make it out yeah, uh, yeah. but you know we kind of see like i don't i don't see any chances of us seeing unless there's a really big surprise in f9 i don't think there's a chance of us seeing <laughs> neela again or right. dk again you right. know what i mean uh, we do see you know i'm surprised that we even see sean boswell again to be honest uh, yeah, he he kind of becomes a part of these movies, these later yeah. movies even, yeah. Um, and I really am surprised about that. But I'm glad that, you know, Vince isn't that. You right. know what I mean? That they do give him this chance to kind of one last ride. Let's yeah. do this character. Let's send him off right. It's a little bit of an awkward moment where he gets shot in such a weird way, like kind of off screen. Like you can hear him go, ow, when he gets shot or whatever. Yes, yes. But then they're all kind of just sitting in the in the tank or the car or whatever <laughs> and and like dom's literally staring off the distance nobody knows this guy's <laughs> injured nobody knows and he just goes 
uh, Dom. And Dom turns around, oh my God, you're shot. <laughs> he goes, oh my God. He's just like profusely bleeding. And he's like, oh my God. And then, you know, and then you don't even, what I like too is that you don't even, uh, they don't make you like watch him die. Yeah. Like the next scene right after that it's is him on the table. He's just yeah. on the table covered and he's done. And you're like, wow, at least they didn't make, there wasn't like this, you know. Drawn out scene. Drawn out, right? r- ridiculous moment. Because I don't really like when movies do that, but it's like this drawn out moment where you have to watch them die. It's like, it's like just show us him you know we get it he's dying and i'm glad they just cut to that well like you mentioned you know comparing this to like han or or letty we see the body he he's dead (laughs) when you see see the the body body, yeah he's done we saw the body he is he's gone (laughs) and you know that's again it's 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 good i mean it's good the character got closure i again i will not take back what i said about vince in the first movie but i will say he redeems himself and i i there's nothing for me to be harsh about it's here a, he's really really good in this it's movie. a very nice little arc between the first movie and, and the, the second movie. Movie. And, and the, the fifth uh, movie. the fifth movie the second movie <laughs> it's a really nice arc between this and the fifth movie where have you right. been <laughs> where have i been i don't know and then let's talk about i don't want to stick on the um the cast all day but with yes, an insu- yes. with this may be the next couple of movies because with just a, an ensemble cast so big, yeah. you don't really want to leave anybody We out. have to touch on it. Um, let's talk about the main three now. Was sure. the main four main three? Now main we three. have Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, and Jordana Brewster. Sure. We can start with Jordana Brewster. Mia, probably the most she's had to do in any in any of the movies. The most. She's in the action. Yes. She's driving cars. She's part of the heist. She's part of the heist. A small part, you small know, because, part, because she's, she's pregnant. Yeah. She's yeah. more of like the... The uh, you know the, of, the guy in the chair you know or whatever. Yeah, she's right? at, she's kind of uh, she hangs back uh, kind of like at the base. Yeah, and is directing Guiding, them where yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's in the action sequences, running across the the rooftop. Yep, and she has like I said, has more to do. Kind of you know really we've been talking you know again she is kind of the heart of the movie. Like yeah. I feel like we've said it the last couple of movies that yeah. she's been in. She really is kind of the heart of the movie. She brings the emotional movies. And I know Justin Lin has kind of credited her to delivering what he thinks is the toughest line in the entire movie. And that's the, I'm pregnant. Yeah. Because, you know, you can do that and it can kind of be like laughable. You know, oh, of course she's pregnant or, you know, whatever. Or it can be, you know, not, you know, kind of a weak moment. But it's kind of a pretty powerful moment. Well, it's like the perfect time yes. to do it. Yeah. And just the delivery of it. And yeah. and again, you really the chemistry between her and Paul Walker is really great. It's off the charts. It's really, it's really great. Off you the really believe that they love each other. Yeah. And even the chemistry that she has with Vin Diesel, you do believe they don't really look alike, but you do believe this like yeah, brother sister relationship. Yeah, you buy the sibling relationship. Yeah. And that he really cares and I love that, you know, they have to stick together for her and everything. Yeah. So I think that she's really great. I know um, apparently she's a really big trooper. Uh, Justin Lin mentioned that she got hurt. You can actually see her hand in one scene uh, during the rooftop chase is uh, bandaged yeah. because she got hurt while filming the scene. And wow. they were like, let's take you to the hospital. And she's like, nope, we're doing this. Yeah. We're filming. Wow. So really kind of tough. That's awesome. You know, yeah. not going to go down. Wow. You know, I want to get this done. So really great to see her back. I'm really glad that she's you know, becoming more of an integral part of this uh, story and kind of not this side piece. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I mean, I think you covered everything about her there. I mean, I really liked her this movie. I think she brings a lot of, um, you know, emotion again. She really, again, she's the glue that kind of holds Dom and uh, Brian together, and she does deliver the toughest line, the uh, "I'm pregnant" line. Yeah. But even that—that's a really great scene too, because it's just, you know, it's really lovely, and 
you know, Dom kind of just like, you get to see Dom actually become emotional over it. And it's really, really lovely. But also, you know, yeah, she's in the action. She's a badass. I mean, she, she helped, she, like with the bus at the very beginning, she's in the car t- helping stop the she's bus. She's holding her own. Yeah, she's holding her own. And then she becomes, you know, like you said, a part of the heist. Yeah, kind of like a woman in the chair type thing where yeah. she's just navigating and guiding. But it works. She yeah. does a really good job. And you buy it because she's pregnant. Yeah. She can't be out in the yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has to do this. But they kind of make up with that for that by having Giselle in the field, I think. Yeah. So it kind of like makes up for it. But it, it, it's really, really good. And she's great. Yeah, I really yeah. liked her. Yeah. And then we had the, the top two, the co-leads. We got Vin Diesel. We got Paul Walker again. Again. They're back. They're back. They're better than ever. This is the best they've been yet. Like, and I thought like, again, we talked, when we talked for last week, I I said, oh yeah, you know, uh, Paul Walker, this is the best he's been. This is the best. Even uh, better. And, and, but even Vin Diesel, I was kind of like, whatever on this movie. I loved both of them. Yeah. I went, this is great. They feel like in this movie, they feel like movie stars. Yes. They are, you, they come in and Dom's got this incredible entrance into the movie because you see his car drive up yeah but you don't see him you don't you do not see and then you just they're on the train again it's like 15 minutes in and you just see the you know the train the the side of the train start to get sawed into or cut into yeah comes out and dom just walks in and there it is there it is and you're like there he is there he is there he is and and i love that 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 dom got like 15 minutes in the first movie Mm -hmm. uh without brian now Paul Walker's getting it again. Yeah. Fifteen minutes in this movie without Dom, just, just leading the movie. Yeah, just yeah. kind of leading the movie. They they can do that. You know, they yeah. don't, they really have that balance. They're really balancing the use of these two characters. Nobody yeah. feels more important than the other. Right. Uh, the chemistry between Paul Walker and Vin Diesel is really great. Yeah. Uh, you believe this friendship. You believe that he's finally won him over. That he really is now part of this crew. Yes. And part of this family. Yes. And obviously, you know, the big joke, and we have mentioned. But the big joke is family, right? A lot of people, family. a lot of people like to make fun of Vin Diesel, saying that you know these films yeah. are about family yes. and saying family a lot. Yes. And yes. This summer, the memes blew up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it really is. I mean, it, it really is, is about yeah. family, and they are a family. Yeah, and Brian is such an important part of that. Dom's such an important part of that. The action that they're doing, mm-hmm. the stunts that Paul Walker's doing. Yeah, that I believe you know. I mean, obviously. Everybody has to have a stunt double and stuff, but basically Paul Walker's doing everything here himself. Yes. You you believe that. You see that. Yeah. Uh, it works so well. He's great at it. Dom, the fight scene that he has to have with, with Hobbs, something we'll talk about a little bit later, but that's a really great scene. And then, again, they are able to pull off those more quiet moments. Yeah. And the, the scene on the porch where they're talking about their fathers. That's a beautiful scene. Yeah. It's really, really well done. And that should not work in this movie. No, it shouldn't. But this movie goes to all these different places that, like, why not just have a really nice, emotional, dramatic scene like that? And it works. Well, you mentioned in the first movie that your favorite scene was the I live my life a quarter mile at a time scene. It's a great scene. And in that scene, he talks about his father and his past and everything like that. And that is basically the sequel to this. I was going to say, it feels like it just came back around. Yeah. And... And I wonder if they watched that first movie, saw that speech, and went, we need another moment like that with Dom and Brian, and let's just really have them open up about their fathers, and let's yep. have them talk about it. And, you know, of course, you find out Dom had a wonderful father. He had a father that cared about him, that loved him, and, you know, was always there for him, and that's why he believes so much in family. 
and Brian had the complete opposite. He didn't even know his father. Which I think is is a really interesting twist, kind of, because you would think that the cop would maybe have the better relationship with his father and the criminal would have Mm -hmm. the bad relationship with his father. Not saying that if you have a bad relationship with your father, you're going to be a criminal. I'm not (laughs) trying to say that at all. Stereotypically, it's viewed like if if a boy doesn't have a father figure in his life, then maybe he'll go down the wrong path. Right. But it's funny that Dom had this amazing father figure yeah. in his life and he still went down the path of being a criminal. Right. Not a bad person, but he is a criminal. Yeah, you to, know? A, to, to the definition of criminal, yeah. he, yes. You're absolutely right. Mm. And I believe, you know, Justin Lin did mention his belief is connecting these movies. Yes. And that was his goal with this one as well, to even connect more. He knew when he was going on the five... There's one thing we got to do. We brought the crew back. Now we got to bring back everybody. Right. Let's bring back these side characters. Let's bring them all back. Right. You can feel kind of the love that he has for this franchise as a whole. So I would not be surprised if you're you're right. He absolutely was like, let's have, you know, this moment, not only an emotional moment for this movie, but kind of this continuation from the first movie yeah. of the speech. Yeah. And it's a great scene. Yeah. It's a really but great scene. Just the performances... Of both of them, not only with the action, but like I said, this scene demonstrates that they have the heart and the emotion for this franchise. Absolutely. And that's what makes this not just a Transformers, not just a, a, a bland action movie, because you actually connect with and care about these characters. I love these guys. I love this team. As cliched as it is, I feel like I'm in this family. Yes. You know, you really kind of connect with these people. Agreed. I completely agree with everything you said. I have nothing to add to that. That was like, you said everything I thought. I was like, that's perfect. Um, it's great. That's just a, it's just a highlight of how wonderful these guys are. It's everybody, everybody in this, in this movie is on their A game. I cannot emphasize that enough. Everyone's on their A game. And I think the only other thing I want to say is just like, you can tell everyone cares. You can tell everyone wants to be there and wants to make a great movie. Yep. And it shines through. Yep. This film had a budget of $125 million. Whew! So they are putting more money into here. Yeah. The fourth one had an $85 million budget. Made $300-something million. Right? Made money. Let's put more into this. Yeah. And Justin Lin has this emphasis, we have to go practical. We need to up the budget because we have to go practical. Yes. These things have to happen. Yes. He's received criticism in the past about you know kind of the silly cgi yeah how everything kind of feels fake in some Mm -hmm. of the scenes let's make this real and this movie feels real you see that budget in this movie i would think this is way more than 125 million dollar budget i thought this was like 200 million (laughs) i mean it's it's really something the fact that he was able to pull this off at 125 million is really impressive well i think you know this is the guy who pulled off better luck tomorrow which is a movie that we both highly praised it was less than a million dollars less than a million the fact that he's able to pull this off i mean he he knows how to I think he knows how to budget. I think that's one of his his strengths as a director. He knows how to budget correctly. And I think that that really shines here. Yeah, I think he knows how to get what he needs in different creative manners than just relying on money. You know yes. what I mean? Like he knows, you know, they just hire the best people. They do the best stunts and everything like that. Right. And again, $125 million and a cast like this. You got to imagine that a good chunk of that probably went to the cast alone. Yeah, I mean, so. just for Vin Diesel alone. I mean, Vin <laughs> Diesel and Paul Walker alone probably got nice paydays for this. Yeah. But I'm wondering if maybe there was some sort of a deal where maybe they took less from the budget 
and signed on for box, box office returns because that's kind of a thing too. Speaking of box office, six hundred twenty-six point one million dollars. This is the biggest one they've done yet. So this far, is yep. the biggest one they've done yet. This is um, showing you put the money in, you, you get you man, get it back. Oh my god, that's like incredible. Again, I mean, I've said before, but like the trajectory of this franchise. These first four films that were performing well, but nowhere near six hundred million, and, like and they I, cracked it with this. Like I mentioned last week, they were hesitant to make this movie right away because they didn't think that there would be a, a, a want or a, a desire from the audience for yeah. this movie. And they, guess what? It's there. Yeah, they didn't think for. Well, they waited on filming back to back. Yes, like you said last yeah, week, yeah, yeah. and they didn't totally. They want to see how four performed. Yeah. It performed well, obviously, 300-something million. That's really good. Enough that they could put money back into it and look what the returns were. I mean, six, over 600 million. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's really, really good, especially for uh, 2011 at that time. That's a very, very good return. Well, like we mentioned, opening night, sold out audience. Sold out audience. Yeah. Completely sold out. And yeah, no, that's really, really awesome. Wow. So, uh, Rotten Tomatoes score, 77% certified fresh critic score. Good. And an 83% fresh audience score. One of the closer ones. Yep. One of the closer ones. This is probably one of the few that critics and audiences agree on that this is a fun movie. Yeah. And it, not even a fun movie. It's a good movie. It's, yeah. it's worth your time. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's really good. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's great to hear. This is where the movie, the franchise is kind of like, hey, are we going to win Academy Awards? No, but we're just going to have fun and we're going to tell a good, yes. a good, interesting, entertaining story. Yeah, there's no no Oscars here. No. We're not going to get an Oscar. We're not getting an Academy Award nominated, but we're going to have fun making movies because yeah. that's, for some people, that's just what it's about. It's about yeah. having fun. And a synopsis for this movie. After Mia and Brian free Dom from going to prison, the trio escape to Rio de Janeiro where they are reunited with Vince. After a car heist going wrong, the trio find themselves enemy of crime lord Hernan Reyes, as well as targets for diplomatic security service agent Luke Hobbs. Mm. In order to survive, they must put together a team to pull off an impossible heist. So they call in some help from Roman, Tej, Giselle, Han, and Leo and Santos. As the crew comes together, they find that their family is getting bigger in more ways than one. <laughs> that's a great synopsis the family is getting bigger and more like you you don't even believe it it is it really is I bet that's perfect that's a perfect synopsis <laughs> it's a really fun story yeah you know we, we've already touched on this a little bit uh we're just gonna really quickly it's a really fun story yeah chris morgan did a really great job with the yeah. script really entertained and i could not see um they went in the perfect direction we, we a big thing that we always we are always talking about is where should they have gone what should they have done this this. I, yes. w- I don't want anything else yeah, from this, this movie. this is perfect. This is what you do. You already know how we feel about this, but let's talk about our opinions on this film. What do you think? It's the best film we've watched yet. Absolutely. 100% the best film we've watched yet. It's fun. It's action-packed. It's it, it's a heist movie. It's a crew movie. I mean, there's, there's so many layers. There's comedy. There's action. There's drama. There's heist. I mean, the amount of genres mixed into this movie, it shouldn't work. But boy, it does. It does. And you wouldn't think that it would, especially with a cast this big. Normally, when casts blow up like this, I always find that it's usually not as good as it could be because they just don't know where the focus goes. The focus kind of ends up all over the place. There's movies that do it really, really well. There's movies that do it really well. Like I think, again, the Oceans movies do it really well. More recently with the uh, the Avengers films, those last two films, they do really well bouncing all those characters. But this is kind of uncharted territory at this time. 
and they balance everybody well and it works and the story is interesting it's awesome yeah ensemble movies can get very sloppy very done sloppy wrong. And Qu- this and quickly. Yeah. And this almost in a way, this is predates the Avengers. So in a way, mm-hmm. this is almost like it is the Avengers it's, of this franchise. <laughs> it's the Avengers of the franchise. Yeah. yeah. You know, bringing everybody together and making this super team. Yes. And, and then they're together from now on, basically. Yeah, they're family. So they're abs- family. They're family. They are an absolute family. <laughs> but yeah, no, this this is this is a movie we've raved about. We've been excited for this forever. So I think our opinion is pretty clear. We love this movie. Yeah, I mean we really like it. Like I said, it's incredible. I would. This is an incredible movie. It really is. <laughs> it's like an incredible movie. It's so much fun. I, like, like if you ask, okay, this is how much I love this movie. If you go, oh, rank your like top five action movies of the 2010s. Like, this is in there somewhere. This is in there somewhere. Like, this is easily in my top five. I feel like there's some people who would just maybe, um, and this is no offense to them, but maybe uh, pick all superhero movies. The Avengers or whatever, yeah. Avengers, or maybe maybe they liked Shazam or something like that. For me, Fast Five, this is in the top five of the 2010s. This is an incredible movie. What if one of the other movies is better? What if? You know, we'll get there. What if? We'd actually like to promote What If by Marvel right now. And, uh, <laughs> check it out on Disney+. Check Plus. it out on Disney+. Plus. Marvel, if you're listening, send us one of those checks. No, I mean, it really it is. This is one of those movies that I, I, when I think about this movie before or when I've thought about this movie before, it's like, oh, yeah, it's a really fun movie. I'm like, no, this is a really fun yeah, movie. Yeah, this is a fun. This is a definition of a popcorn movie. <laughs> yes. I'm sitting there chomping away. Yes. <laughs> it's just smile on your face the entire time. Opening scene happens. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm sold immediately. I, I couldn't even, like, I got to it and I was just like, this is what I love. Like I'm like, this is, I already know this is going to be ridiculous. I can already feel how big this is going to go. And I love it. And I just, I felt it immediately. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. It's funny. It's fun. It's enthralling. The return of the side characters feels earned. It doesn't feel cheap. This could just be like, we're bringing people back for the sake of bringing people back. And that's not what this is. It really feels like you know, they set this up. If you would have told me that this was the plan all the, the entire time, I would have believed you. <laughs> yes. But it's, it clearly it wasn't. It was not. They threw this together and it worked. <laughs> it could have easily felt cheap and empty. The humor feels slightly dated, like I mentioned, but it's not overly offensive in any manner. It feels really like a true payoff for this franchise. Yeah. You could end this franchise after this one. I don't want them to, but you could end this after this franchise, and it fits. If Fast Five was the last film in this franchise, this probably would have been one of the best endings to a franchise of all time. Yeah. Like, truly, this would have been one of the best endings because it's that good. Wow. Yeah. Like we mentioned, insane action sequences that seem to, they constantly seem to be topping each other. Like you watch the train sequence, it can't get better than that. And then there's the vault sequence, and everything is getting better, getting yeah. better. And there's, and, and not even just action sequences with the cars this time around. We get some, like, you know, the foot chase on the roof. Yep. You know, we get really, really great stuff there. We get the fight with Vin Diesel and The Rock, which is a really great action sequence, which is something I don't think we've really seen before, like a straight up, like. It's been very poor physical fighting it's been action. It's poor physical fighting action. This is, like, the first, like, really, like, choreographed, like, they're, they're going through walls. They're hitting each other. They're beating the crap out of each other. And you're it's- just like. Wow, this it's is brutal. Yeah, it's a brutal, it's a brutal fight. I mean, it, it, this movie is really a delight. Yes, you know, I could not 
I could not want anything more out of this movie. Except for, I understand, obviously, the restrictions of the previous uh, film. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is not here. Uh, I would have loved to see her in this film. Well, she'll be back. She will be back. <laughs> uh, we see in the stinger. You yeah. know, she will be back. But I would have liked to see her at the same time. Where do you put her? What do you do with her? Well, you that's the I mean? thing. Like, even when... Because, you know, again, we've we've talked about her, you know, a couple times and how much we liked her in the previous movies. And, you know, it's interesting that considering this is one of the best Fast movies, you know, she's not in it. And that's kind of upsetting to say. But at the same time, where does she fit? You know, yeah. where does she fit in this movie? But, again, I mean, she comes back. We know she comes back. But... You know, I, I, I don't necessarily know if this movie would benefit having yeah. her in it. Well, and then you have, you know, Dom does still have the love the love story, but it's much smaller. It's quicker. Yeah. And I like that. It's They don't drag the movie down. And I'm yeah. not saying they did before, but because we mentioned we did like their romance and stuff and yeah. their chemistry. But they're not slowing the movie down to shoehorn in this romance. It just kind of happens very quickly. And, yeah. you know. She just, you know, they don't even show her, like, kind of stepping away from Hobbs. It's just one minute she's next to him on the bridge, and the next minute she's at the beach with them. Yeah. And I like that, yeah. you know. And it's quick, it's painless, and, you know, it's nice. And you, it's believable. Yeah. You know, they, they yeah. find a way to do this, you know, kind of a loose love story in a believable manner. Right. So... I mean, I cannot, I can't praise this movie enough. Yeah, really, we, we, I mean, the, the amount of praise <laughs> we can heap upon this movie is unbelievable. I want to ask you this, actually, before we move on. Would you recommend watching the four previous movies and then watching this one just for the payoff of Fast Five? Or do you really think, like, just start with this one? It depends on the commitment sure. of, of the person. If you know, if you're looking, if it's if it's a Friday night and and we're hanging out with some people, sure. and there's somebody there, and they say, "Oh, I never saw Fast Five. We're putting that in right now. <laughs> we're, we're, we're watching that. We're watching Fast Five right now. I'm not, Strap in. I'm not going to say to well, you need to go home and you need to watch one, two, three, and four. Right. You're not going to tell you somebody know. get out of here and go watch. Four, yeah, the but first four. we're sitting around. Let's watch a movie. You know, this guy says, "Well, I never saw Fast Five. Let's put it in. Let's right. pop some popcorn." Yeah, right. you know, but, but if, if they're but saying if there's somebody, but if there's somebody out there, or there's a group that's yeah. saying, or an individual or a group, and they're saying, "Man, I really want to watch these movies." These do you think I should just jump in, or do you think I should start from the beginning? I'm, I would say, you know, if you really want to enjoy these movies on a higher level, yeah, check these out. Like if you want to experience, because I, I will say for me, the payoff. Yeah. Of this movie, yeah. after watching the previous four, this was a better reward than yeah. I was expecting. Yeah. And I, I will say, if you are looking for that commitment of, I really want the payoff, watch the previous yeah. four, and then get to this one. Because it is, the reward is wonderful. We talked about, like, some of the parts of the other movies do drag. Yes. Right? But it's so worth it. It's, it's so worth if it. You can, if you can get through the... And again, these aren't... I mean, we're not saying that the pre... We've talked about The previous four movies aren't unwatchable by any means. No. I, I really recommend if you want to get the full experience. I think if you really want the full Fast Five experience, watch the previous yep. four. Because yeah. it's... Yeah, yeah. Like I said, yeah. Basically, is if you're looking for just something to watch and and kind of you know I don't want to use the word dumb action movie, but you know just a exciting action movie, fun that fun action <laughs> movie that you don't have to think about, right? Yeah. You know, jump into it. You know, but if you if you really want the payoffs, if you want to understand truly, you know, without having to stop and think about it, or right. you know, to have these these moments really mean something to you, yeah. check out the first four because. I, 
it's still fun, but it's fun. And like, like I mentioned, there is a layer of emotion here, but I think that that's more for the people who have been on this journey so right, far. Right, right. I, I think it's more just how, how interested in these characters are you as yeah. well. I think that's part of it too. Yeah, because they're not like, oh, I don't know, who was this guy and why is he here? And you're like, that's Roman and that's Tej and that's Han. Right, right, you know? right. Yeah, and even something like when we watched Fast Five, Leo and Santos went right over my head because I didn't know who they were. And right. they, they are such a small part of the movie. Of the of the crew, they have the least to do, right? right. And they kind of have the least characters. Yeah. But because, you know, we watched Los Bandolores, we watched Fast and Furious, and now we watched Fast Five, and we have this backstory, and we have this knowledge of who they are. Yeah. They come in, and, and they're stealing the show. They're stealing it. So, yeah, I, I again, I just want to throw that question out because I was curious. It's but a great me, question. For me, I'm like, yeah, I think I, I, I personally would recommend, again, if you're just looking for a fun action movie to watch, pop in Fast Five. Yep. Just do it. But if, again, if you're interested in character development and you really want a good payoff, watch the previous four. That's what I'll recommend. I gave this four and a half stars. I also gave this four and a half stars I'm because gonna, it's that good. I'm going to keep it at four and a half stars for now, but by the time this is over, this may be this bumping up to five. This a five-star movie. I, know. <laughs> I really was thinking about it. I said, like, I finished this movie and I went, is this five stars for me? Because the pure enjoyment I get out of it is easily five stars. Yeah. I've really been convincing myself more and more that this is like one of the, this, Ryan, this is all I'm going to say. This might be one of the most important action movies of all time. And I've been like convincing myself of that, that this might be one of the most important action movies ever made. And I'm like, I I think it's a five star. I'm going to sit on it before I move it to five. Are you officially given to five? I'm going to wait till the end. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to wait till we're done. I, I think I might. Because like I mentioned, I've seen six, I've seen seven, but yeah. I want to know like if this movie worked so well for me because I've seen the other movies, how well those other movies are going to work. Yeah. You know, yeah. six and especially seven because seven has the built-in extra emotional level to it right. for the real right. world connection. So maybe I'll, so. I'll, I'll sit on it for a little while. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch the other movies first and I'll see how this one sits with me. But yeah. like I've been going back and forth on that. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Let's talk about the uniqueness, okay? Sure. Uh, what stands out to you for this movie? The action sequences are upped. The dialogue is upped. The character development is upped. The emotional aspects of the movie are upped. There is so much wonderful things here. I, I really also found, like, the uniqueness of just, like, the action sequences alone. Like, the practical effects. It, it does this movie wonders. It absolutely does this movie wonders. I mean, the amount of times that I was watching this movie... And the practical effect action sequences happening. I was seeing. I was sitting at home and I would stand up and go, "Yeah!" I'm like, "This is so much fun!" Like I'm just enjoy- like I was pacing back and forth in my living room, just like this is so fun. I'm like, I'm really enjoying this. Like I, I have so much energy watching this that I need to walk it off. Like I need to just pace and watch because. I'm taken with these practical effects. So I think that really, really stands out a lot, just the uniqueness of these action sequences. And again, the dialogue is really unique in that it's the best dialogue we've had yep. in a fast movie yet. So for me, that's that's kind of the big unique standouts. Yep. But uh, what about yourself? What do you got? It's definitely the action. I mean, it's the best action sequences we've seen so far, like you said. it's it, And it's kind of the brutality of the movie too. Um, mm. I did watch the extended cut. Like I mentioned, it's it, the extended cut. Is, <laughs> okay, let's just oh, hang on a second. The extended cut is seventy three seconds longer than the theatrical that cut. That just drives me crazy. Uh, when you were like, "I'm watching the extended cut," like the movie. I just want to be clear about this because I want I want people to know, the movie is two hours and ten, 10 minutes, minutes long. 
I watched it cut two hours and eleven minutes. Two hours and eleven minutes. <laughs> That's a scam. It's if you ask no me. because it is. It's one scene. It's one deleted uh-huh, scene uh-huh. added into the movie. Sure, but it is also, and I do, I do believe this. Uh, Justin Lin included more violent action sequences. Sure. So when they're getting shot, there's blood splattering, and right. it's a little bit more brutal. Everything's a little bit more brutal. Sure. So I think that that really helps stand out too. And again, when I listened to this with commentary, he really brought up that you know. You know, the, the rating system kind of made them, you know, you're not really allowed to have that much blood in a PG-13 right, movie right. and you have to make some sacrifices. So it is kind of bloodless, you know, they're kind of getting shot and going down. Right. But like here it is, it, it when they get shot, you feel it, you know, right. and, and okay. it, it looks it. So I, I would recommend it for that alone. Sure, uh, sure. I mean, it's on the DVD. It just comes with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. If it's there, watch it. If you know it's there, I mean? watch it. Why not? It yeah. doesn't take... I mean, because it's one scene and because it's 73 seconds, it doesn't take away from the theatrical. You're because right. You're right. Sometimes they add too much and sometimes it doesn't flow right. very well. <laughs> I, would but, rather, I would rather 73 seconds. But, than... but you're, you're right. It is... If you're looking for, like, you know, a whole bunch of new stuff, it's right. oh, 73 seconds. Yeah. You watch the scene. I showed you the scene. Yes. It's, it's not much. It's, it's a not scene, much. It's a scene of them planning the heist. Yeah. It's a fun little scene. But it is the more, like, especially near the end when Reyes's men are taking out Hobbs's team, mm-hmm. that's brutal. Blood splouting everywhere. Right. It's 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 brutal. Right. So I, right. I, I would say for that. And then also, the scene on the train, and they just throw that guy, he hits the bridge. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool scene. I re- oh, yeah, but it's he brutal. Just, brutal yeah. smacking. He hits that bridge. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's it's poof. So I, it's great though. Yeah, it's just that's what I mean. Like you know, even without that extended cut, and even without that extra blood, you are seeing the most brutal action sequences. Right. You know, they are. They do feel like they're getting hurt. You know, right. even Dom and Brian feel like you know they are kind of in the thick of it and kind of you know going through you know mm-hmm. this craziness and, mm-hmm. and 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 just this br- brutality you know towards them and, and on Hobbs and everybody. The fight scene between Dom and Hobbs is so brutal, but at the same time, so fun to watch. Right. So, yeah, that that is what stands out to me. Does this bring anything new? I mean, I think, again, we mentioned it, the yeah. action. Yeah, the action. I mean, it's it's the action. I mean, you know, I, f- I feel like I've harped on it already, but, uh, yeah, for certainly the action. And like you said, the use of practical effects. The use of practical effects. How works. they do that. And then, like, even when they're driving, Brian's driving during the train sequence, they're driving, the like, the truck. And it uh, smashes into the train. That train almost goes down. That train almost derails. It's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, really. Here's, I think. This is pro- the question. This is the biggest question, the hardest question here. Yeah. What is the best scene? Yeah, this is a tough one for me. Because, again, this was like, um, there is great scene after great scene after great scene in this movie. And anybody who has watched this will know that and is a lover of this movie will know that. And I, I really had to mull this one over because I was like, what is the best scene? Like, I get so much enjoyment out of this. Oh, man. I, I think for me, if I have to be, like, completely fair and honest, it, it it's not a – for me, it's not a dialogue scene. Again, this is, like, another – which I'm finding more and more with Fast is not becoming the case. Because, you, you again, you mentioned the, the father scene, which – Again, is a really, really great scene. It's up there for me. It's up there for me, too. That's a really great scene. And even the pregnant scene is really up there for me. Um, okay, I'm going to go with... I am going to go with the vault scene. I am going to go with pulling the vault scene. It's so good. It's wild. It's wild. <laughs> the reason it's so important is because it shows just how crazy 
this franchise can get. It really ups the ante for what this series becomes. Like, this is the scene where we're like, oh, this is just crazy. Like, this is just, we're, we're coming full circle with craziness. We're going to see them doing something that nobody would believe if you saw it, but they're just throwing the, the vault, either, they're literally driving and the vault is twisting all over the place. And I'm like, what if the ropes get like, like they don't, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And you're like, this is fantastic. Like this is so like believable and fun. And I just, I really, really like well, that it's, scene. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> uh, it's so unbelievable and so fun. And you're kind of just watching it and you're going, this is a really, it kind of becomes one of the most important fast scenes in a way because it sets the tone for what the action is going to be from here on out. What have we been saying these last couple of weeks, right? The first one is the most serious. Yes. The second one is ridiculous. And the third one has really great action. And and we said in the fourth one, it was went back to being too serious. Yeah. They need, they had the, it had the action and had the, the drama, yeah. the seriousness, but it was lacking that ridiculous nature. And this does it. Chris Morgan, Justin Lin, they finally do it. Yeah. They finally bring it in, finally blend it together. And on the commentary, and I'll, I have the quote later, I'm going to read it. Justin Lin acknowledges that that's what he had to do. Yeah. He had to really push for the kind of the ridiculous nature of this. He's not looking for this to be authentic, real-life action sequences. Yeah. He doesn't care. And I don't care either. When you go to a movie and you want to watch, you know, sometimes you want to watch a, a dramatic real life movie i want to see something that you know that a a true story or something inspirational i don't want that with these movies i want to see dumb action movies yes but i want to see smart dumb action movies i want to see you know things mean something i don't like we mentioned michael bay we don't want i don't want to see an exploding butt okay (laughs) i want to see you know action sequences that have heart yes. and that have soul yes. and you get that you and get and that. and even with that vault scene at the end you know, you have the dom let's brian go yeah. because he's going to be a father and yeah. he has to have this life he makes this sacrifice for him to, of himself yes. to for his his sister and his you know i guess they're technically not married but his brother-in-law yeah. you know soon and to be <laughs> soon to be i guess you know and to just you know, he wants these them to have a better life. He gives of himself. Yeah. You know, he does make that ultimate sacrifice yes. and really steps up against, you know, Reyes and his men only for Brian, you know, to come back, come back and embrace him. And it's a sweet moment. It's a it's, really it's sweet a, moment. It's a sweet moment. That's what it's insane. It's, it's, it's the most important scene in the Fast franchise, I think, yet because it encapsulates all of that. It's the ridiculousness. It's the seriousness and it's the emotional aspect of it. it. It really brings all of those things together just in that one scene. Mixed with an incredible action scene. Ma- Wait, is, so is that your scene too? It is not. Okay, uh, I was going to say, I was like, wow, because I was like, that's really great. That's um, that, I was going to say, that's the first time we've had the same scene. I've thought about it. Sure. And, and it's, I mean, look, I, I literally wrote down train scene. Rooftop scene, yes. vault heist, yeah. reuniting the crew in itself mm-hmm. is a scene. Yeah. The ending wrap-up scene with the characters yes. and where everybody ends up, that's a great that's scene a great too. Scene and, too. Yeah. and I want to talk how about they, that more. How they, how they spent their money. Yeah. yeah. And I, oh, oh my God. And the father scene. But I think I have to go with, you might have sold me on the vault heist, but I think I have to go with that Dom Hobbs fight. I really Interesting. do. Okay. It's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's brutal and it stands out the, sure. the best. And, and it's just, like you mentioned, we don't see, we have not seen fights like this right. in this franchise. Mm-hmm. So to get something like this 
it's so cool. You, you believe that these two guys are just pushing them to the limit. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, we've talked about off, you know, off mic uh, in our own personal lives about like, you know, there being egos involved. And yeah. you now I don't want to look weak, but nobody looks weak here. Yeah. You know what I mean? They both look like they're just beating the absolute <laughs> crap out of each yes. other. And, you know, The Rock does a German suplex. You know, I'm a sucker for that, too. You know? <laughs> I, I don't... Yeah, when I saw the German suplex, I went, I went, oh, I guess they're just... Uh, they said, oh, you're a wrestler, right? And then they went... He was like, he's like, yeah. And they were just like, German suplex. Oh, and he oh went, just right. just <laughs> wait. He he does uh he does the rock bottom. He does the rock bottom? It's coming up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I almost wish you didn't tell me that. I almost <laughs> wish you didn't tell me that. Oh, that's so great. It's it's coming up. I can't wait. Uh, but yeah, I mean... It, it, Does he do the people's elbow? I don't think so. Oh, man. I don't think so. Justin Lin. Hi, pal. You get the people's elbow in these movies, you are my favorite director. He's now. not in the movies anymore. Rock's not even going to be in the movies anymore. Well, we don't know that. Maybe he'll do like a... Like a surprise he cameo. just shows up does well, the people's elbow <laughs> that's all i want justin lynn if you can get him to just do the people's elbow you'll become my favorite director and i'm a big scorsese fan but i'll tell you right now you will become my favorite director if you get that in there holy cow how's he gonna bounce off the ropes i need to be ropes you can bounce off car doors i don't care how he does it <laughs> that's my pitch for the dom hobbs fight, I think that's but... a re- so here i think that's a really really interesting point but you you might have uh, it's a one and two. It's so close. Yeah. I mean, when I was watching the Vault Heist, I I, I really loved it, but I, I didn't like react to the way I was kind of hoping I would. Sure. Again, probably because I've seen this before. You've right? seen you know it. Yeah. I mean? you, you've and, seen it more than I have. Yeah. Like this for me, this is the first. Like I said at the top of the show, this is the first time I've seen this movie in a decade, yeah. and I think that's why it worked for me more. Yeah. But you're right because it does have that emotion that has that ridiculousness, yeah. and it, it has everything we've been asking for of this franchise. It's, it the, finally, it's the culmination yeah. of all of it. So it's a really close one and two. You could close your eyes and pick a scene in this movie, and you could probably make a case for it being the best <laughs> movie, scene in the movie. Like that's what I'm curious. Like I would love if I, I would just love to hear other people watch, who watch this and say like, oh, it's at you know I really like actually when they're gathering the team when they're putting the team together because yeah. you said that was a really close one for me too. Like I just loved. I love a good like montage of putting a team together. Like that's one of my favorite things in movies. Like I really, really, I'm a sucker for that. Like that's why I'm such a big fan of like the Ocean's movies in particular because it, it does that. And you know, there's that whole scene with literally George Clooney and Brad Pitt putting the team together, and he's like, he's like, oh here we need this guy, we need this guy, we need this guy, and it's going to each one. This movie does that, and it, I'm such a sucker for it. I love it so so much. And he's just, we need a chameleon. Here comes Han. We need a uh, we need a tech guy. Here comes Tej. We need a smooth talker, and uh, here comes Roman. It's just, yeah. it's it's like, oh my god. We and, need a weapons person. Here comes Giselle. Yes, and, and then we need we need two really we need two of the best drivers of all time. Well, you know we have well, those. You no, know we have those. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, this is fantastic. Like, it's 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 a great scene. But yeah. No, and even the interactions that the other characters have when they're meeting. You know, Han's meeting Giselle, who's meeting Roman, who's meeting Tej. And it's just so, you're, I'm freaking out. Yeah. I'm and, geeking out about this. Even when they're all coming together, what I love is like, you know, because uh, first I think Tej and uh, Roman pull up. And Tej gets out of the car and goes, it looks like, he's like, oh, I guess they're scraping the, the bottom, bottom of the barrel. barrel. Like, <laughs> and then you get... Roman and Tej versus Leo and Santos yeah. interacting, and they're just going back and forth. <laughs> they're going back and forth. It's so much fun. Um, but yeah, that's that's a real contender for me as well. So, but like th- that's what I'm saying though. Like somebody could watch this movie and literally pull that one out. Yeah. And honestly, dude, like I'm saying this, you know, the vault scene. 
they could sell me on that. And yeah. I could go, you're right, that is the best scene. Like, I, mean, I don't know. And the music they picked for the ending scene, and it's just, you get this energy. Yeah. Like, you're popping in it's your seat. energy. And you get to see, like like you mentioned, Han and Giselle. And I, I, I'm at the point that I, lo- I love these Tokyo yes. teases. The I, Tokyo it's, teases. It's... That's what we're going to call them from now on. Because <laughs> we have one more we have to call it the Tokyo tease. I I don't care that I don't care that when he comes back at nine, uh, obviously Han has been to Tokyo and he's 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 alive again. I don't care. I still want a Tokyo Tees in nine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get a T-shirt called Tokyo Tees. Can we get that? <laughs> I hope that in nine he just goes. Maybe I'll go to Tokyo. Didn't you already do that? Didn't you already do that? <laughs> Didn't you already go there? How did that work out? Yeah, you're right. Maybe I shouldn't go back. <laughs> no, but I, I love the Tokyo Teases. I love uh, Roman and Tej. You know, really becoming friends. Yes. And those cars really are only four cars in the world. Yes. And they got somebody who owns those cars to let them use them. And they said the the girl that uh, Roman brings in the car... She asked for like a glass of orange juice and she's sitting in this like $2.4 million car drinking a glass of orange juice Jeez. and everybody's staring at her yeah. like... Oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> and that's great. And like you mentioned, the scene with... Uh, again, you know, you get a little bit of heart. You mentioned you mentioned the scene with with Vince's uh, wife and, yeah. his, and his son. And that's such a sweet little moment. Yeah. It's a really sweet scene. It is. Oh. It is a very sweet little moment. But yeah, just to wrap up of everybody and, you know, to see Paul Walker and Jordana Brewster, uh, Brian and Mia together, pregnant, yep. going to have this family, get to have this this life now. Yeah. It's just, it's really sweet. Yeah. And and again, you get this music pumping, your your body's going. Your body's like, it's, going. It's great. great. Yeah. And just like how they, oh, and Leo and Santos in the in the uh, casino. Arguing casino. I love that scene. I also want to point that out. That's such a good moment. Like, they literally just go to a casino and he's, and like. Somebody's walking, losing $10 million. Somebody's losing $10 million and they're like walking to the roulette wheel. But I like how one of them, um, he looks, he looks, I don't remember which one says it, but he looks at him and he goes, he goes, he goes, I don't want to be negative. He's like, but you know, you should you really bet $10 million? Like, are you, are you sure you want to do this? And he's just, he's like, I told you if I ever have this money, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And then you don't even see the outcome of yeah. that though. Well, like they throw it in there, they roll the ball and you do not see the outcome. I think it's teased that it lands on green, yeah, I think which means nobody which wins. Which means nobody wins. <laughs> yeah. Which means nobody wins. He's like, we have, he's like, <laughs> but even as they're going, he's like, he's like this casino. He's like, you know, casinos are made to take money from people yeah. like you and me. Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, yeah, I'm doing this. It's just classic bickering between the classic two of them. Bickering. It's really uh, good. Yeah, it, it's just it's such a cool ending, and I think a lot of them, you know, kind of start to end like that, or that was kind of the plan to end right. like that. Obviously, seven has to have a different ending. It goes a different yeah. way, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's just again, this is something that we could. This is going to be a longer episode because this is this this movie. You can just gush and gush and we gush can gush over. and gush about. I, I think so. we're going to hit two hours here, and I'm okay with it. We are almost there. So. That's fantastic. <laughs> but let's talk connectivity. How does this uh, fit in with the franchise? Um, it fits in with the franchise because it brings everybody together. Yep. This is how it fits. Like literally, this is the connective movie. Yep. This is the movie that connects all the previous movies. This is the one that does that. The casts are back. The casts are merged. The, the the writing takes another level. I mean, this this literally is the connective tissue for all of these movies. Yep. I mean, I I don't know how you can say anything yep. more than that. You and know, not, not just story wise or character wise, but it is connecting because it connects that drama 
ridiculous nature yep. and the action. Yep. It connects all that together and it really brings that out in this series and it kind of sets it on a new course. You Absolutely. Know, the yep. first four kind of here and this is going off in a new this, direction. Yep. Just takes that left turn yep. and goes somewhere else. And this is where the Universal Studios and I guess Justin Lin himself kind of like, you know, we're not making car movies anymore. We're making like heist films. Yes. That feature, you know, cars, but in vehicles and stuff, you know, trains mm-hmm. and trucks and, right. you know, things like that. Right. But, you know, it definitely is a new direction for the franchise, but it does it in such a great creative way to honor that franchise as a whole. Yes. So, is this a worthy continuation of the franchise. No. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course it is. Like, of course it is. Like, we've done nothing but gush about this movie. Yeah. It's obviously yeah. it's, a complete worthy continuation. Not only is it worthy, it is the best. It is the best so far, yeah. yes. Before we get into the future of this franchise, let's talk a little bit about uh, casting and, and some fun facts. Sure. We have a new character in Hobbs, so we do have some possible casting choices I'm for I'm really Hobbs. curious about what this uh, is. According to Vin Diesel, uh-huh. they, they did write the role of Hobbs for another actor. Sure. Uh, and then he saw a suggestion on his Facebook page. Somebody suggested that for Vin Diesel and The Rock to work together. So then they reworked, Vin Diesel and Justin Lin reworked wow. this character for The Rock. But this was written for somebody else originally. It's weird to think that this was written for anybody else. Huh. But it's a different take on this. But this person, I can see fitting in this as well. Because it is kind of this hard sure. character, you know, kind of leading the charge. And that's Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, that ro- that works. That really works, and yeah. that's a different vibe too, because obviously he's much older. Yeah, and you know the the scene that you point out is the one of the, your best scenes, the fight scene that would not have existed no, with no. Tommy Lee Jones no. in the role. That guy's a grouch. Yeah, he's I, a real. Like, <laughs> that guy's Oscar the grouch. I mean, like I said, they wrote it for him, so I I'm guessing he was on board. I mean, I don't know, you know, but. Sometimes, though, that's not the case. Sometimes they write those things with somebody in mind with the hopes that they'll say yes. Mm-hmm. And you never know, you know? Yeah. They did have another person. They were also apparently considered for the role of Hobbs sure. outside of Tommy Lee Jones. This kind of branches or kind of uh, branches the gap between uh, Tommy Lee Jones and The Rock because I sure. feel like it kind of goes into between the two right. of them. And it's Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin's also a really good choice. Wow, those are I'm I'm actually really uh, surprised. Those are two really solid choices. Yeah. Also, um, you know, two actors who were in uh, No Country for Old Men. Absolutely, <laughs> hey, maybe maybe they were maybe, a big fan. Maybe of- they're just a big fan of No Country for Old Men. And they went, I want both of them. I think you get Josh Brolin, you get a little bit more of the you can have a little bit more of the physical role of Hobbs. I think if it was Josh Brolin, we would have gotten the fight. Yeah. For sure. If it obviously Tommy Lee Jones, no, he's very <laughs> he's old. He can't do that. But if it's Josh Brolin, yeah, you would have gotten that fight. And imagine and Josh Brolin's a guy who like he gets he'll get ripped for a role if he yeah, has yeah, to. Yeah. So he could have, you know, absolutely. Yeah, it's just were interesting choices. I'm obviously glad that uh The Rock took it. No, I was gonna say it's just also really interesting that like Vin you know, it it's from a fan and Vin Diesel kind of said yeah let's get the rock in this yeah and to see where that relationship goes that's what's really <laughs> fascinating to me i didn't know vin diesel was kind of like integral in him getting that role uh, that's that's what I'm, I'm seeing on the internet but that's what apparently that's what vin diesel said i know vin diesel kind of i mean we talked about a couple he, weeks ago about yeah. the, the you know, his comments about the rock right uh and about him you know trying to get a great better performance out of the rock right i right. don't know how you get a better performance than this yeah you know but how do you, how do you push him right but it is what it is. 
But yeah, apparently, you know, this was a fan suggestion. It wasn't necessarily for the Fast and Furious movies. It was just for them to do something together. Right. Uh, We do see, I mean, you know, this is going off a little bit, but we do see sometimes if you push hard enough, these kind of like buddy movies or like these pairings will happen. People have been pushing for Dave Bautista and Jason Momoa to do something together to do a buddy action movie together and recently they've just announced that that is happening yeah well they're doing they did they're both in that c right c the the apple tv show they're in c together and, and they're gonna be in they're gonna do something it's like an on name they're just working on an uh, an action movie together. right right and they, they, I, I, they were on c together but there was something else they did together too i don't remember what it was and it must be dune is right it? they're both in dune is, right? is momoa in dune yeah okay yeah Nice. So, yeah, they just really liked working together, and they said, let's do a movie. Yeah, you're absolutely right, though. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's interesting to see kind of how that came to be. Not necessarily casting news, but it does fit. Michelle Rodriguez revealed that she didn't know about her photo appearing during the post credit scene of the movie. <laughs> and uh, she was actually in the theater watching the film, and she discovered it when her she just showed up in, yeah, the, yeah. in the file. And she's like, I guess I'm alive now. Yeah, I guess I'm back. <laughs> uh, nobody had contacted her about returning for the sixth movie until after the release of this film. That's really interesting. So they're yeah. lucky she didn't say no. Yeah, they're really lucky that she wasn't <laughs> like, uh, no, I'm on to def- different things now. But that, I mean, that's really cool that she kind of rolled with it and went, yeah, okay, I guess I'm alive now. You know, that's very funny that no one contacted her, though. <laughs> and then just some other fun facts. We'll run through them pretty quickly. The fight between Vin Diesel and The Rock took over a week to shoot. Uh, we talked about this off mic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from what I understand, uh, or Justin Lin mentioned in the commentary, that it was because he really wanted to choreograph, choreograph it, it yeah. and make sure every little scene, and you know, you're going to go through the through the glass here, and you're going to go through the wall here, right. and you know, and that it's perfect. But also, we've also mentioned that <laughs> there have been rumored reports of like. Vin Diesel kind of making, whether it's for this movie or later on, yeah. uh, and I know Jason Statham is included in these as well, when he enters when the he, franchise, when he joins in seven, uh, yeah. that you know there is kind of like a point system. Yeah. You know, Each physical interaction, a punch equals so many points, a kick equals so many points, a headbutt is so many points. Right. That whatever damage is done in the fight, they need to equal up as as close as possible to each other so yes. that nobody looks quote unquote weak. Yeah, quote unquote. Which yeah. blows my mind Great. because I'm not gonna think that The Rock is a wimp because he lost the fight to Vin Diesel in Fast Five. Yeah, in a movie. Yeah. In a literal movie yeah. where, you know, there kinda needs to be a winner. Yeah. And, you know, they're just like, Oh, we can't look weak and it's just like, no. Well, what are you talking about? You know, it's a movie. I I I think, you know, part of it is that the rock, you know, from what I understand, has a publicist that you know, the goal is to always well the goal for any publicist is yeah. to make your yeah. Actor look the best they can, but also the Rock. It, you know, I, I he seems like out of the three of them, like he's the one that's least involved in this. Probably, uh, you're and, right. and I you're feel right. like maybe he's kind of pushed to act this way because of the reaction of Vin Diesel. And yeah. I, I also, I kind of look. We don't know any of these people. All we hear is rumors and stuff. We weren't on, but that I kind of get yeah. the vibe that Vin Diesel. You know, he just, he's very kind of full of himself, too. He seems like a very nice man, but he kind of seems like he's full of himself. Justin Lin mentioned that apparently Diesel was a little concerned about the Han-Giselle relationship because he was like, well, wasn't she just after me in the last movie? Are people going to buy that she wants Han now instead of me? And it's like, okay, like... Calm down, like yeah, you know. Calm down. You're you not. Know? You're not. Just <laughs> calm down, Playboy. You're not like you know. Right. So I mean that again. This is something that we the really thing, see. I, I think. I think this is. It's interesting that you're saying this because I almost get the vibe that he's kind of 
like, you're right. Vin Diesel, like, let's just say Vin Diesel is probably full of himself. He probably is full of himself. And I think maybe he views Dom as this character of like, you know, he's like Dom is completely irresistible to all women. And that's why he can't possibly fathom that. Why would she want Han? And it's like you and I both very well know because Han's cool. <laughs> like Han is cool. Yeah. Like I, you know, I've, I'm, I've said, I've said it like if look, Han walks in this room right now, Han walks in this room right now and goes, you want to get out of here? I'm getting out of here. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm no more podcasts. No more podcasts. I'm cozied up next to him. I'm there, man. <laughs> Headlights no, going. I mean, it's, I understand because they do, they don't look like they, they don't, not only do they not look this like similar, but they're completely different, like body types and types of men. Right. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that she still couldn't be attracted to him. Right. And, and the Giselle Dom teased relationship in the fourth one, we really didn't talk about it because there really is not much there. The chemistry isn't there. It was really kind of awkward and, and really kind of cringy to watch. Yeah. The chemistry between Han and, and Giselle, yeah, though, because works. you you really believe why both of them would be attracted to each other right. and want to be with each other. Yes, and it's just a cool little fun, you know, aspect of their relationship and their, or, or aspects of their characters. And it is what it is. I mean, if Vin Diesel was really bothered by it, it's fine. <laughs> I, I don't know. I that's just something that he mentioned. I noted. I was like, eh. right, right. Uh, but he almost kind of seems like. There's there's a line in The Simpsons where Homer gets the role as Poochie, and one of the things he he tries to implement to the character is that when Poochie isn't on screen, all the characters should be asking, "Where's Poochie?" <laughs> and it feels like that's Vin Diesel right. with Dom. Like when Dom's not in the scene, everybody should be wondering, "Where's, where's Dom? Dom? Where's Dom at? <laughs> Family?" Yeah, okay. It is what it is. Again, we'll we'll talk on the Vin Diesel rock. Later confrontation episode, later and, and conflict and, yeah you know more in eight yeah there's not is, a lot here but it is interesting that you know it it does seem to begin even here yeah so but may, maybe maybe it's not maybe it's just it you know it they really wanted to choreograph it and they were just too intense guys. right we might be reading so, into it a little too yeah. much right uh tyrese was filming this movie at the same time as transformers dark side of the moon wow so he's actually going back and forth between, between two sets two, two big franchises yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good good commitment on him yeah and uh i know i don't think his career really went in the direction that he was kind of hoping i mean he still has yeah this series so yeah. at least he's still you know getting paid and he's still active right but like i just saw him in the Christmas Chronicles 2 last year is like yeah. the new stepdad yeah. who really doesn't have much to do and it's kind of like I, oh I, I poor think, Tyrese <laughs> yeah it's 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 a little um I know he's had a lot of you know I'm not going to speak on it but I know he's had some personal issues yeah. outside of all of this but like it's it, you know it's upsetting because you do want to see him in more things especially since this movie and the Fast franchise he is really really entertaining yeah. in these movies and Transformers is one thing, but you know, I, I I would really like to see him in more. I know there was like for him there was a push for a while that he wanted to be the next Green Lantern. Yeah. You know, he wanted to be the uh, John Stewart version. Yeah, and it, I, really, I thought that would have been great. I really do. I think he would have been pretty yeah, good. I think he'd be good in a in a ensemble movie. I I, I don't know if he is. I don't know leading if I can man. lead. Yeah, I don't right. know if I can watch him as a leading man. Right. But if you get like, I know they've been talking about a Green Lantern Corps movie, and if you do that, then I, I, I could see it. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. If, yeah. if, if like, look, if they do the, um, I know they're doing. Well, they're doing that HBO Max show yeah. for Green Lantern. If he, like, they're already bringing in a bunch of lanterns. 
if he's cast as John Stewart in that show, I'm in totally because yeah. that's so. There's so many Green Lanterns at play that I'm like, yeah, cool, like yeah. great. A bottle of Conjure cognac can be seen in the film Conjure's co-owned by Ludacris. So it's in, <laughs> I think it's in the nice. finale with him placement. and the yeah. I like it. Han's full name can be seen as Han Sol O S E O U L. Uh, an obvious reference to Star Wars, oh, and boy, most oh most likely an alias of Han. Yeah, most likely because we know him as Han Lu. We know him as Han Lu. Uh, but There's a, no way he's Han Solo. It's a cool little Easter egg. <laughs> Justin Lin has apparently been quoted as crediting the Golden Girls as in- inspiration for this film, because wow. when he was a kid, he mentioned that he loved Golden Girls. Every Saturday night, he would watch the Golden Girls, as well as uh, the other shows that were on at the same time, Empty Nest and uh, Nurses. Wow! And they had the thing one night. Uh, one Saturday night where it's called Hurricane Saturday. Yeah. And every each episode of that show had a hurricane in it. It was the oh, same hurricane nice. was going through. Right, so, right, like, right. they were in a universe. Cool. So, it was, like, his first kind of connection to an extended universe. Like, right, hey, this right. show is this show is this show. <laughs> kind of like Urkel showing up on Full House. Right, and, You know, right. things like that. Those little uh, Easter um, eggs. Right? Yeah. That's cool. And he said, you know, that was an inspiration for this because he wanted to bring back all these characters. They show that they really do exist in the same universe because... Even though they are the same series of movies, mm-hmm. two and three are almost so separate from one, four, and five. Right. And I know, like, uh, Brian mentions, you know, oh, Roman helped me in that thing in Miami. You know, it's a way to just kind of connect it. They feel so separate that it is hard to believe, you know, when you're in the fourth one that, you know, we were just in Tokyo watching these people drift and stuff. Right. So. Right. It is fat. That's that's really fat. Who hasn't found some inspiration from Golden Girls, though? Like, <laughs> let's be honest here. Who has not just watched that show and go? Oh, Betty White, she just moves just, me. Thank you for being a friend. Hey, That's thank all. you for being a friend. <laughs> and just in some interesting notes in the commentary, uh, Justin Lin said he thought he was done after the fourth movie. Said that while doing press in other countries, especially like Europe, mm. and seeing like fans' reactions and interacting with people and talking about the, their passion for this franchise, right. he decided to continue on and, and do five, and then obviously eventually six as well. Yeah. Um, wow, that's really cool. And, but, and just recently, nine. Yeah, but it's interesting for him that, well, I guess that that kind of is basis for him coming back for nine because, you know, here he is. He did three and four, think he's gonna, thinking he's going to kind of step back. Right. And he's like, you know what? No, these people love it. They want to see me continue working on it. So why not? That's really cool to listen um, to the fans like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, this, this franchise really kind of feels like it is... Very fan driven and stuff. So it's really, it's really, it's just interesting to you know me. What it feels like, really, Ryan? Family. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I mean, it is. It's it's cliche to say, but that's what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, he said, you know, those the fan reactions made him excited to make another one. Uh, Justin Lin also said he loved sequels. Uh, quote: You make a sequel because the audience wants to continue the journey. Lin said he also had heated conversations with Matt Schultz about the character of Vince. I'm not exactly sure uh, why, but, you know, they, I guess he said, you know, some actors kind of get this idea of what their character should be and where they should right, be. Right, And they kind of had these heated arguments or, or, or conversations, he said. But he also said that he loved that intensity of Matt Schultz. Right. And he loved Matt Schultz as a person and he loved those conversations. That's really great. So even if they yeah. got a little heated, I guess he just liked... Justin Lin just seems like a chill dude. Yeah. So... He seems uh, really relaxed. So I'm wondering... It, you know, and, and with Vince's role in this, again, we kind of talked about it. it's a small role. So I'm wondering if, you know, maybe Matt Schultz was like, look, I'm only in this for so long. I just want to make the most yeah. of it. That well, type of I think he had an idea where his character went from the first one. You yeah, know, and, right. and he had an idea. And maybe yeah. that was like, well, we're not agreeing. And, you know, you know, you have to meet in the middle. That's the creative process. Absolutely. They bought their own train for the train heist. 
Imagine um, having that money. That's where the budget went. We're asking, we're we're sitting here going, oh, where's all the budget? The budget went towards a train. They bought a train. <laughs> well, because obviously you can't destroy a train. Right. Um, yes. You know, it, like that's really being used. Yeah. And he said he got a lot of memos from the studio about the cost of the train sequence. And, and, you know, that they wanted him to kind of lower the budget. You know, can we cut certain things? Do we have to do this? And he's like, <laughs> do we have no. to destroy a train? He's like, no, we have Like, you know, can, can you make it, you know, can you do CGI? Can you do this? You know, right. this has to be done practically. Yeah. He really seems like he fought against Universal to kind of, you know, we need make to do practical. this. Yeah, practical yeah. and just kind of, we need these big sequences. Yeah. Here's a quote that I kind of referenced this earlier from Justin Lin I thought was really interesting because it kind of, goes to everything we've been saying and it, it, he says try to do everything practically but at the same time push push it and embrace the ridiculousness of it yes so you know he really is kind of he's passionate about it yeah, yeah. and he wants you know he believes in that ridiculousness of it he yeah. talked about these are ridiculous movies what yeah. we're doing is not realistic realistic is kind of boring yeah you know when they go off the cliff and dom and brian are going off the cliff you know in this impossible they would die they obviously would they die. would die obviously yeah and he's like you know we tried to you know, he talked about that and that was a little bit difficult to do it practically because yeah. how do you get those people to jump off like that they mm-hmm. would die how do you do it so you know he found ways he said but he said you know he thought about doing it like lowering it but you know the height that somebody would survive it really wasn't interesting, he said. Right. So, that, you know, it would it wasn't that high. It didn't look that great. Right. So he wanted to do something bigger, and they just found a way to, I don't know if it was CGI, or he didn't really go into how they did it. But, you know, they found a way to kind of pull off that stunt. Nice. That's really cool. So Lynn praised the female characters a lot during the commentary, especially Jordana Brewster. He also gave very high praise to Ludacris as an actor. And said he was a constant professional, and he really was excited to see where he went with his acting career. And said he just was really great, and everything he needed, you know, he kind of just did. And which is funny because he doesn't like he talks about the Rock like that a little bit, but he really right. praised Ludacris more than anybody. Look, man, so. never underestimate the power of Luda. So. He also credits his time uh, directing on the show Community for helping him be comfortable filming this ensemble uh, cast. Mm. It's funny. I bring this up because I just finished watching Community. Yes. And I did, you know, when I watched those episodes, I mentioned, hey, you know, Justin Lin did do a couple of these episodes. Right. And he did three, I think. But the big one he did is probably the very first paintball episode. Oh, cool. Which is, a, you know, an action-based ensemble you know you have the six main characters right and then every other little you know they have so many people in that school in, in that cast in that right, ensemble right. cast and how they utilize it how he pulls off that action and he mentioned you know that that really helped him become comfortable with this and it really was a, a great experience for him moving on to this nice uh That's and really it's just cool. it's just funny to hear him mention the russo brothers in 2011 <laughs> right. before they went on to before be they, yeah. these mega star yeah, directors these mega star directors like, directing the biggest marvel movies of all time i got a phone call from my friends the russo brothers and they wanted me to direct their show community that they do and i'm like oh you know not the you know the avengers movies yeah not the know? avengers movies yeah uh, so there's just a couple of little facts from the commentary that I thought were interesting. Mm. So we can go talk about the future of this franchise. Uh, should there uh, have been a sequel to this film? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, after... Well, it's interesting because it's, it's kind of a yes and no question. Because we kind of talked about how 5 could really be the perfect ending to this franchise. Mm-hmm. If they chose to stop at 5, it would have been a perfect ending to a franchise. Especially after kind of 4... Uh, you know, whatever, movies. And then kind of ending with 5, it would have been perfect. Um, so no, but when 
five ends, you want more. You're yeah. craving more. So in a way, it's a yes question because it's like, yeah, I do want more yeah. because I enjoyed this so much. Yeah. I want another one. I think like, you know, if for whatever reason Universal was out of their mind and they said, no more, no more, we're done. <laughs> it's a it's a fitting end. But at the same time, you have the Hobbes tease. You want that. Yes. You know what I mean? You want to see, you know, them interact again. You want to see, is he going to catch them down? You know? Uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I, I literally, I wrote as my answer, I want five more of these. I want five more. Please, <laughs> give me all of them. So, what would you want to see, you know, in the future? Uh, more action sequences like this one. This is the, These are the action sequences that, obviously, as we know, are going to define it. But I want more of that. I want more of the action. I want more great dialogue. I want more interesting characters added, which... Again, we're going to get to. We're going to get more interesting characters. I know the next movie, you know, obviously the post credit scene, we're introduced to Jason Statham. And uh, I believe six, we are introduced to Mr. Nobody. Is that correct? Seven. Seven is Mr. Nobody. Interesting. I thought that was six. Nope. Okay, cool. Well, anyway, we're going to get more interesting characters eventually, but I want more of that. I think that's that's really what I want to see. Yeah, yeah basically, I agree with you. Uh, I want more of this crew. I want more Hobbs. Yes. Uh if I had to kind of do like my fantasy picture, we always kind of do, you know, you mentioned before after the first one, you want to see like a Paul Walker or a Brian chasing Dom yes. cat and mouse, like catch me if you can type of movie. Yeah. And I could see that with Hobbs and this crew. Yeah. And, and honestly, you could do, you could honestly do like the Hobbs spinoff where like Hobbs is the main character. Yes. And Diesel is kind of the supporting character. Mm -hmm. And, you know, or Dom is. And, you know, he's... Not that he would ever do that. I was going to say, in another world, maybe. (laughs) But, you know, you could do like this. Or, or, you know, don't have Dom in it and have him tracking down the other members of the crew. Have him going after a Ludacris and a Roman. And, you know, and a Giselle and a Han. And then you have to have Dom and Brian step back up again and take down Hobbs. Incredible. That's but, an awesome, yeah, that's a really good idea. Uh, not that, I, I'm really happy with where they went. Not that I'm not happy with where they went, you know what I mean? But it's just an interesting little twist. Right. And then, and an interesting question, what franchise star would you add to this franchise? Uh, Jason Statham or <laughs> Kurt Russell is who I really want to see. Uh, I don't know if they join, but I really want to see them. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I really, it, it's so funny because like even after this ends, it's like we got The Rock and it yeah. feels like that's the franchise star they need. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the thing they needed to push it. So it's like, I don't really necessarily know if I want to see anybody else in the next one because they just added this great star. Should they now shove in another star right after they got The Rock? You know, it's like, I, I think they're fine. I really, this I, I'm, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, I think they're fine for at least six because you get the rock in the first one and you like him so yep. much you want to see more of him and that's kind of enough energy yep. to carry over into six uh i agree with you 100 yep. percent. i did make a pitch for somebody oh okay go for it this is kind of pushing the term of franchise star he has done sequels yeah <laughs> uh but he's okay. he's never been in anything really that would fit in as a like a third in the series sure maybe one like we're probably never going to really mention him unless more sequels get made mm. probably never going to really mention him on this show okay except for maybe one but i'm going to pitch you my pitch first and then i'm going to tell you who the actor is okay and we've had a series of kind of drug dealers right okay two four and five yes and it does, doesn't make any sense to connect them. I'm going to connect them. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say that there is an ultimate 
drug lord kingpin. <laughs> the highest of high uh, drug lord kingpins okay. who has his hand in all these guys. And was it Carter Verone, I think, from the yes, second one? Yes. In Braga and now in uh, Reyes. Okay. And he is overseeing all three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, control, ultimate control of just inter, intercontinental, okay. you know, control of this drug distribution, okay? Sure. And he's a loose cannon, and he wants revenge on this crew for taking down now all three of his main distributors, right. okay? Right, And he just takes them out. He's very aggressive, and he's trigger happy. I'm going to pitch Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage! <laughs> okay, that's that's really, yes. Yes, get Nicolas Cage in a fast movie immediately. Make this happen. Y- yes. All, all I have to say is yes. I mean, you know, so, you know, off mic we talk about this as well. We watch other movies, and I have kind of been on this thing where I'm trying to, like, fit in a Nick Cage movie a week because I just find him so fascinating. And there's so many different facets to his personality and his acting or what he calls, and this is, quote, he calls it this, mega acting. That's what he calls it. <laughs> That is a quote. Uh, and, I, I, you know, he kind of is, in a way, like, you know, with National Treasure, that almost was a franchise. There, there is rumors that they are working on currently a third one. I would so, go, look, if they do that, that'd be great, because that's uh, really awesome. And, I, I mean, even Ghost Rider almost was a franchise. The only one that he is in that we'll probably talk on, talk about is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. So, so, when, when even, so, yeah, when you think about Nicolas Cage, it's like he's kind of always been on cusp yeah. of franchise, and, but just never really got there. But in a fast movie, oh, my God. Could you imagine him just calling Vin Diesel, where are my guys? Where are my guys? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, he, he, is this it, Dom Toretto? <laughs> he's just somebody, like, I was looking, and I was like, you know, we use the term franchise star or franchise actor, and we are trying to stick to that. But at the same time, you know, you could very easily swap it out for like who's kind of a, a blockbuster actor or, mm-hmm. or or you know just a Hollywood you know celebrity or you know is a movie star, yeah. movie star. And you know he's definitely a movie star. He's done huge blockbuster temples, yeah. you know, or like supposed to be blockbuster temples, yep. like National Treasure, Ghost Rider, like you mentioned. He's done little. Movies like Willy's Wonderland. He's currently in a movie called Pig that's very small. Apparently a beautiful performance. Really good. Yeah. Talking about Academy Award uh, deserving, yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, he did small, wild movies like Mandy, which I haven't seen, but I heard is insane. Right. And I just think he brings this insane energy. And he would be wild to see in this cast. He would be so crazy because he would just be, he, like, he would be that guy that's like, you, you know he'd go the extra mile, too. That's the other thing. Like, he would probably do some crazy physical thing where he goes the extra mile. He would be really intense. He would be uh, approaching them all. He wouldn't be afraid of Dom. He'd, like, get in his face and be like, Dom, where's my guys? <laughs> Where are my guys, Dom? Yeah, because he could like he can do the wild, over the top nature, but he could also do like the calm, cool, and collected. Just a really intimidating, like, yes. like in like just laid back, but like you know something like he's going to explode, and then he's and then explode. you have yeah. those scenes. Yes, he'd be great. And I know, I know. We we say he's not a franchise star, but you know, later on, off mic, I'm going to pitch you on a. Uh, the Nicolas Cage verse and we're going to do all Nicolas Cage movies because they're all connected and I guarantee if you talk to him he would say all my movies are connected what is this adaptation yeah so, adaptation is somehow connected to face off I, I would just I would love to see 
you know, him in one of these movies. But no, you're right. If we're talking realistically, don't add anybody, you know, and and then they're building up, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, they do build up Statham. You know, he kind of comes in, but he doesn't come in on an ounce. You know, there's reasons. It's a cameo, yeah. Yeah, but there's reason He has motivation. Six is all about the motivation for his characters. Right. Yeah, that's my pitch. Uh, We can now, you know, we can start wrapping this up. Let's talk about ranking. Again, I think this is easy. Uh, let's start at the bottom. Okay. Uh, so we have five movies now. Five. Too Fast, Too Furious. That's the bottom. Yep. Yep. Uh, four. What do we have at four? Is to- it Tokyo uh, Drift? I Tokyo believe. Drift. It's Tokyo uh-huh. Drift. Three. We have Fast and Furious four. Yep. Two. The Fast and the Furious. And in a one. Fast five. Yeah. Absolutely. Easily. It's so easy. Great. It's yeah. fantastic. Uh, and then before we close, I mean, we are now at the halfway point of this franchise. Oh, man. Can uh, you believe that, actually? I want to touch on that quick. Can you believe we're at, like, the halfway point of this? <laughs> I have really, you know, the, I I have not watched any, really anything else in my personal life <laughs> the last two weeks because I'm just focused on the Fast yeah. and Furious movies. Yeah. I'm becoming, like, hooked. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm right now itching to watch six. Yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> for six. Like, I'm like, let's turn this off and go watch six. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> really, really pumped for six. I, I think it's um, going to end up being really good too. But I, I'm excited for six. Yeah. So, I, I'm I'm loving them. Mm-hmm. It seems like you're really loving them yes. too. Yes. So, uh, especially now that, we, we, like I said, we went through the the kind of difficult part, and now we're really, you know, we're going into the crazy stuff now. So. We're going into the six, the seven, the eight, and uh, Hobbs and Shaw, and then yeah. nine. I obviously, like I said, we're building up to nine. Yes. And I cannot wait for that. I'm really so. excited for nine. It's going to be something. But um, yeah. So we have. Fast and Furious 6 next week. We're here at the halfway point. It's very exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll bring us to a close. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We've officially launched our first four episodes we recorded before we had actually launched anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you will, by the time you hear them, obviously they will be out there yes. in the public. But this is the first time we're recording after we've officially launched anything. Uh, we are available on Spotify, Anchor, hopefully other locations very soon. We're working on Apple Podcasts and a couple other yes, places. Yes. You know, we do have a Twitter, as always, at FranchiseMePod. We also have uh, Gmail, FranchiseMePod at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram, same thing, at, at FranchiseMePod on, on Instagram. Thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to anybody who may have discovered us, and thank you for giving us a chance. Uh, we hope you stick around. Big ups to Tony, as always. Please feel free to send us your opinions on the Fast film so far and give us your rankings as well. Thank you again, and join us next week for the next installment of the series. Fast and Furious 6. We'll see you guys soon and uh, give us a follow. (laughs) And remember, family.